What's up, guys? Welcome back to Kind of Funny's Batman in Review. That's right. We are ranking and reviewing every theatrically released Batman movie. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by one of the coolest dudes in video games, Greg Miller. Never. He's barely fitting in his frame, Andy Cortez. Never. The producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Never. And the big dog, Kevin Coelho. <laughs> just do it. It's, it's not, it's just say never. It's all you gotta do. You just have to say never. I was gonna. I started making myself laugh. Kevin, I'll adjust myself. I'll adjust I'm myself. Sorry. Friend, I was adjusting. Yeah, then I thought to myself, I'm like, what's the money? I'm gonna try really hard God, for this. Damn him. <laughs> You're going to try really hard to say never. Greg, how do you feel about Kevin? How do you feel about Kevin today? Kevin's bringing the energy mm-hmm. and cherub-like laughter we need mm-hmm. now more than ever in 2020, Tim. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the true. Laughter laugh. that you can only get live here on twitch.tv slash games or later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnyroosterteeth.com. If you want to listen to it, guess what? We're there for you on podcast services. Just search your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny Reviews. And if you want to get the show ad-free, if you want to write in your haikus, your reviews, all that stuff, patreon.com slash kindoffunny, just like our Patreon producers, James Davis at James Davis Makes and Andrew Feisner did. Thank you both very, very much for Thank you, James and Andrew. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) There we go. You guys are doing great. You guys are doing great. Uh, Today, we are talking about Batman Begins. Now, there's a lot of movies we've talked about on this show, right? But there's every once in a while, I look at a date, and I'm like, that can't be right. Released (laughs) June 15, 2005, which was 15 years ago. Crazy. How does that make you guys feel? It fucking it's, sucks, dude. It's actually so. I started watching this um, last night with, uh, and D was there, and she was like, "This movie." She asked the same question. She's like, "When was this made?" I'm like, "I don't know," because this movie has a timeless feel to it. It's so well made that it could have literally come out last year, and I would have been like, "Oh yeah, that's definitely a, a modern movie." Uh, this is this watching this and watching all these back to back. This movie was such a monumental leap forward for the Batman franchise or just for comic book movies in general, that it's hard to believe that more like iterations didn't come before it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's hard to believe yeah. we didn't get like a bat. And this is no disrespect to like Batman v Superman, but a more like evolved like, evolution yeah. of them beforehand. Right. He just kind of skipped the line a hundred percent with this movie and did what I think we saw. Uh, we actually read some trivia, I think, where Keaton was like, hey, I wanted to make more, I wanted to go more into what Batman was feeling and like his psychological aspects of it and like have more character development there. But they were never able to achieve that with really the first five movies that came before this. But man, he just knocked this out of the park. It's interesting you bring up the, this being such a big shift for at a moment for superhero movies, because it's crazy to think this is three years before Iron Man. Right. Jeez. Yeah. And and on top of that. Like, it's not just superhero movies. Like, this changed movies, right? Like, look, looking at what it did for James Bond. Like, Casino Royale, I don't think would have been what it was if it weren't for the tone and the kind of shift that this this movie had, right? Well, like, definitely, the, yeah, the it, darkness, it, the grittiness, like, all that stuff. Like, it's it was well, this. I, I think what this does and what we all need to pay, like, tribute to is that this – this told everyone, hey, you can make a real movie with this subject matter. You don't have to make – this isn't like some weird like comic booky kids thing. You can tell a really, really good story, and it can still have a guy dressed up as a bat 
and still be called Batman and and it actually be a legitimately good movie. And I think that was like for me that was I mean I'd always known that. I think we've always known that, but I think convincing the masses that hey, there's a there's a mass marketability obviously in comic book movies, but more than that you can do what all great movies do, what all Pixar movies do, for instance, is that you can make it for kids, but also when people who are mature walk in, they really come away with something. This movie is about a father and son. This movie is about like revenge versus justice. There's some it's really about your fears. It's also about fear. <laughs> do you get they it? It's about fear, fear no less than seventeen times. <laughs> well, I get that, but like, but I think when they when they when they were writing this movie, they were like, what 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 are we gonna take on in this? What is Bruce Wayne's sort of like character arc? What is his journey in this? And it really is, yes, of course, it's overcoming the fear, but it's also overcoming the fear without and 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 fight and elevating that. Right? You have those two different sides of like, how do you how do you dole out justice? Is is it with a gun or is it like a different way? And there's that one moment that I never really. I've really picked on before, um, picked up on before rather, when he's looking at the gun that he was about to kill the guy with, and he he just throws it into the river, and that is the moment where he's like, "Batman doesn't kill. Batman needs to be better. We need to be better than these criminals." And that's mirrored then in that line he has with with uh, with uh, I guess Ducard, but with the real Azal Ghul, where he's like, "We need, he's like you have to kill this guy and prove that you can do all justice." It's like that's not justice. Like we need to be better than them. We don't need to sink to their level. And to me, that is like the defining thing of Batman that he absolutely nailed in this movie. Man, Nick just blowing his load this early. Dude. Go, Nick. Go. Yeah. Start I'm swinging. Out there, man. Like, I, I, stand by, I stand by the fact that, like, listen, I love the Nolan trilogy. And, I, and we're going to talk about Dark Knight. And I'm sure, like, all kidding aside, I'm sure that'll be number one because it is a phenomenally no made movie. But I think that this movie is the best Batman movie. Like, all the things he does in this, he actually uses theatricality. Uh, and uh, and deception. He actually uses the shadows. He comes from the like all, a lot of the choreography in this is so well done, and it just they kind of drop the ball on that as we go in lieu of better story, like you know a more complex story. But man, there's moments in this where I'm like, oh, I forgot he was like hanging upside down to scare the shit out of the guy. Or there's that it's one not corny. Where, and it's not corny. There's the moment where he the guy walks toward the like the dark uh, uh, cargo container. And the guy and his friends like, what happened? He's like, I don't know. And he turns around, he just gets fucking pulled into it like super violently. All that stuff is so unbelievably cool because it's that's what Batman would have to do to take on these people. He doesn't necessarily do that in the later films, and it's a little disappointing. Yeah, that's exactly I think what you're talking about and why this movie excels the way it does, especially at being not only a great movie right but overcoming being a comic book movie and doing all this different stuff it is that idea where you know we all took it for granted as kids watching not in this in review show where we pick everything apart but watching you know the keaton movies or whatever and just like how's he have this suit and what's going on with the cave and yada 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 and like right. the fact that they go through and actually without sometimes spelling it out sometimes like you're talking about of him looking at the gun having that the thought we can all hear right of like no killing and throwing it away and like right. especially how much the gun looks like joe chill's gun right they're both revolvers they both have the spinning chamber um it's the idea that you know like yeah so how would he build this how would he build the the cowl and people not know it's him right in this thing where alfred's like oh we'll order him in ten thousand a piece and bring them in and assemble them here and through dummy corporations and like they start explaining even Lucius Fox, right, which is a very convenient fix, but a good fix, right, of him being like, nobody cares about any of this shit. I'm the only one who knows anything about it, and I don't care what you do. I think you own it all. So it's like, great. And to go into the cave and see the cave be nothing and have him start setting up lights and you start to really see him assemble what it would be to be Batman. 
That's that, that, that really what important. makes it spectacular to me. Like this movie, like brings it to a whole other level because we we sit here and we shit on things like Solo for answering questions that we weren't asking, right? But I think yeah. that we just watched five Batman movies, and every single time that these elements are introduced, just I'm asking questions, and it's even in the campy tone, even in these different things, it just feels like the world never feels believable for what it is fully. Because sometimes it's serious, but sometimes it's not. This one commits to the vision so hard, and it answers every question that you would have along the way as it as it goes with figuring out him becoming batman with the suit with the cave with all the batmobile like all of that stuff like i love that i love how it builds out gordon and builds out lucius fox and it builds out his supporting cast so well where all of them like at some point at the end of this movie it nick it does the thing that we all love so much the team has to come together we're getting the different planes of action where all of them are working together even if it's not like a specific okay you do this you do this yeah but we needed Gordon to shoot down the thing to be to make the train go. It's like I loved all of that stuff. The, the one nitpick I have about this movie is that the the whole last third of it, I feel like we didn't need the s- scope and scale to get to the point of like Gotham is gonna fucking die, right? But they still pu- pulled it off really well. It's just for what this movie is from the entire way through. I feel like it ratchets it up really, really high to like this crazy city destroying threat like not out of nowhere because it definitely is built up i just think that it's so incredibly ballsy for no one to be like we're going to introduce batman on this small level he's going to be a fucking ninja it's going to be so small yeah. and dark and shadows and then he's going to have to like stop this giant water thing from exploding but, but but see, i, like I the, love um, that i love it because because this movie everyone always says the nolan movies are grounded in reality i think they're grounded in reality just enough I think the the next the Dark Knight is a little bit too grounded. This one I think strikes that perfect balance behind your this shit's believable except for the tumbler, which anyone with the fucking right mind would be like, that's clear. Someone could figure out where that thing came from. Clearly, there's a government official that's like, hey, that's the Wayne thing we almost bought, right? Doesn't matter. Um, but I think he does. This movie strikes that perfect balance of like Scarecrow is that comic book enemy right falcone is that comic booky enemy but a lot of the other elements like you're talking about tim where we, we see him you know shaving the like making his own little batarangs and stuff like that that is that is like oh this is cool it's fun to see how that would actually you know how many greg when you were a kid didn't you ever wonder like how would you make your own batman costume if you had oh, to be totally. batman and all that stuff this, that's yeah, totally so to see him do that and even fun. i think even like it's not done and this is a not a future spoiler but a little bit and it was it, even the car the tumbler right like they make such a big deal in this one of the tumbler being this black mass that's shooting through the night right it's not like there is like a great shot of it right like there's the the damn good television like a stealth bomber so like maybe totally even get so like you get a little bit away from it but even next movie they do address that right when he's like you're telling me you didn't notice your your baby pancake kicking cop cars on the highway like like they do to an extent but i mean i'm with you i'm with you all this is you know suspend your disbelief as much as possible like yeah, that that is the thing of it, and seeing him assemble it all in the spelunking suit and the the different belt and like cutting the stu- the harness the stuff off. He, he, and again, shout out to Morgan Freeman. Kills it because what every Kills scene him. that Morgan Freeman and and Michael Caine are in, they all have such good chemistry against like to play that mentor level in a different way with Christian Bale's character. It's it's so where he's like, listen, man, the less I know, the more I don't have to lie to people. That's such a great scene. Oh, you would be interested in that. Andy, Andy <laughs> Cortez, you're being suspiciously quiet. What are your thoughts? Much. Um, this movie fucking rules, man. Like, <laughs> I, I think we, 
I think there's a lot of parts in Nolan movies. This is getting really nitpicky, but I think there's a lot of parts in Nolan movies that we write off as too convenient because the overall movie is still so good. The overall vibe and tone and acting and writing, everything else seems really, really good. And there are at least four or five moments here in this movie that do like the like wow we wrap that up really really fast oh yeah. shit like the the father the the parent stuff stuff happens really fast and it's all kind of thrown at us really quickly but we we as comic book fans or as batman fans know the background so we don't really need that much but still it's kind of not great filmmaking to kind of brush over that shit that fast when he goes to visit falcone he just like walks in and they let him in there and it's a very it's very um sort of convenient inception style stuff where suddenly he's talking to Falcone and it's no big deal. And it's like as if they've known each other forever. It's kind of like that stuff. It kind of bothers me a little bit, but everything else is still so good. And mm-hmm. the um, just building up the world. I, I remember not loving this movie a lot because uh, yeah, I, I think I remember this movie more around the time of The Dark Knight coming out because it was like, oh, I got to rewatch that other Batman movie that Nolan made. And I never loved it. I never loved the whole Dude. like building up and becoming a ninja and Ra's al Ghul and all that stuff just seemed really out of place to me because that's not really the Batman that interests me. Um, but this time around, like, fuck, it's all so incredibly well written and beautifully developed and just all everything with Ra's al Ghul and becoming a ninja and learning all those skills and then going back to Gotham to have that court case like. It's so awesome, dude. This this world is developed really realistically, and I, uh, I I do have a couple of questions for y'all. Did you all know? Did we know leading into it that Killian Murphy is Scarecrow? I believe we did. Yeah, I we think did. They, I think when 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 they released all the press and stuff, he was he was billed as Scarecrow. Yeah, okay, got it. That, like I yeah. feel like that it was the big surprise, like that Raza Asgul was in it, right? Never well, we we didn't know. We, I think we knew the League of Shadows was a thing. We didn't know that Liam Neeson was Ra's al Ghul. That was the big twist. Yeah, with that, which was awesome, by the way. I think yeah. I think all those small elements are so beautifully set up in this, I, and everything is sort of like like if you see how they they structure the story. Everything is set up very very well and has a payoff for it. The blue thing comes full circle, right? The blue flower comes full circle. Yeah. That's the gas that he has to use to face his fears, and then inevitably that's the thing that's the MacGuffin of the whole thing. It's awesome. But like, the only thing that there are some small. Details like to, to Andy's point that I that that do stick out to me that every time I watch this I'm like God I wish they introduced that better namely the Wayne device just randomly pops in an hour and nine right, minutes into right, this and right. you're like oh that's a kind of big fucking deal like that should have been set up a little bit more yeah there's just that one exposition scene where the guy's like oh, we've we've got a problem Rutger Howard is just reading the like, newspaper and drinking yeah. a bourbon and the guy walks in he's like we've lost this thing on this ship and you're like oh, okay it's I, wanted a po- scene, I wanted know. to point this out about that one guy that dude was trying to get like best oscar or yeah. like best actor oscar <laughs> for that. Really like, like that scene was the most acted like uh oh, sir like uh, we're in danger like he was just so overacting there and like, rucker howe was underacting yeah, Rucker was like oh jesus this happens all the time <laughs> yeah. um yeah, it's, it's, i'm with you andy of like when this movie first came out i didn't love it and i, I feel like Critics really, really, really love this movie, but I feel like just normal moving going fans, and especially being a fucking like high school kid at the time, it's just like I was not refined to cinema. You know, it was like this isn't the Batman I want. Like this is kind of weird. Why? Why is he not Batman for half this movie? Like all this, these stupid complaints. 
the more I watch this movie, the more you rewatch this movie, I just feel like Batman Begins gets better and better and better because it's just so rad and it's so well done where all these elements just work together to to make this beautiful symphony of a movie that should not exist. There should not be a Batman movie that is this good. And then somehow Dark Knight happens like and Dark Knight can only happen because this movie was so good at how it was uh, set up and make, made the world and gave the origin story so we can move on. I mean, let alone the end of the Joker reveal. It's like the fact that they didn't go with the Joker, the fact that they mm-hmm. went with Scarecrow mm-hmm. and that Scarecrow is kind of just a bad guy in this he's not the bad guy and him though i love the way he's defeated and literally just gets sent off because he's fucking useless (laughs) i will say this screaming this movie for me has like the most hype moments in in the entire nolan trilogy and i always come back to that there is one moment in this movie that is i think the best moment in all three of them and it's the moment where the the old commissioner is like he's gordon's on the phone and he's like you got to send more reinforcements and he goes gordon there's no one left. And right in the middle of his ascendance, the fucking tumbler just skyrockets over the over the uh, the channel. It's so that one moment I'm like, that's fucking Batman right there. That is what Batman does. When all hope is lost, Batman is here for you. And like, I still I feel have like they never they never caught those moments in the prior films. I still have so many like facts and stuff to get through uh, for the beginning stuff, but I just want to jump right into the Batmobile talk because we're here. We're talking about that moment. Wow. So hit the music. And he hit the song. Which Batmobile is the best? Vroom, vroom. What's up? Welcome to Best Batmobile, a podcast within a podcast within a podcast. Right now, our rankings of the best Batmobile stand at this. Number one, the 89 Batmobile. Number two, the Phantasm Batmobile. Number three, Batman Returns. We didn't like the luge. Number four, Batman and Robin. Number five, 1966 Batmobile. And number six, Batman Forever. As Kevin Coelho said, I hate it. Where do we want to rank the Tumblr? I think this one's complicated because Ooh. I do think that in terms of visuals, obviously our rankings are, are pretty apt and like it's it's hard to like put this one in there at like ranking high because it doesn't look iconically like no, a bat. Real dumb, real right? dumb looking. But the chase scene where this thing's really introduced. And it's they're going, the cops are after them, lights turn off, and the Batmobile is acting like a bat. It yeah, is acting like a ninja. It is acting like Batman. All right, it's all right, so, sure. But it's like stealth mode engaged. He just turned off his headlights. <laughs> it was like, all right. But I mean, when you're painted that way and you can like move and be as quiet as it is, I fucking that scene is so I, I'm the scene's man. great. It's just that thing is I just like that he's like Oh man, he was right there. Well, no, he's still right there. Like you can whatever. Yeah, he just, yeah sure. Yeah, he just hit the brakes. Yeah. Off his headlights. I, I never understood why he did that until this last viewing. It was to get rid of the helicopter, but the helicopter gave up real quick. They're like, "Well, uh, Nick, we can't I'm, see him anymore. We're gone." He fucking exploded. Exactly. Turn around. I'm going to say the helicopter pilot and the person, uh, you know, uh, the manning manning <laughs> the uh, the spotlight. Like fire him, dude. Like, dude, <laughs> they're fire. How are you going to lose that thing? <laughs> I, here's the thing. I love the tumbler. I love the tumbler. I think it at least no, number two, number three. But the fun and the functionality is great. There's one thing about the tumbler that I think was the worst choice they could have possibly made because it absolutely kills the action every time we go back to it. And it's this stupid fucking targeting computer. What that is I not practical at all. I don't know why they did that. It inter- like so. Okay, I'm sorry. We're in the middle of a fight. I have to shoot this fucking brick wall. I'm driving at 120 <laughs> miles an hour. Let me take. 
20 seconds out of my driving time to just go into this little thing. And this is not practical at all. It's just, it's the stupidest. I wish there was like another controller that came up that he would have like been able to joystick or at least just have the controls on the fucking steering wheel. Like it should have been like spy versus or spy hunter. I, I just absolutely hate that they made that choice. And I don't understand why if I were a production designer, I'd be like, or you could not have him have to wait 30 seconds on top of this rooftop. You could just have him be there, blow the thing up and then just go. I don't know. Yeah, my favorite thing, I, I hate it. I've always hated it. It's always been my, one of my big sticking points with this Batmobile, but I still find it hysterical, and everybody's welcome to go back and watch this now. When when Gordon gets put into it, it so looks like he's going down on somebody, and, and unexpectedly going down on somebody, because he's like, whoa, and he's like, <laughs> that straight fucking he, right on top of it. He gives Jordan the key, uh, Gordon the key fob, yeah. and Gordon has never seen one of these before. He's like two feet away from me. He's like, I'm like, dude, it's a fucking yeah. alarm system for a car. Just hit the fucking button. It'll open up. Like, bro. Go- Gordon had perfect like, reason. Like, he did Gordon didn't know if he was getting crushed in that goddamn machine. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I, I would have thought, like, oh my god, like, <laughs> like it's over right here. It was a trap to kill me. <laughs> I, th- I think that was one of those things that was an interesting concept that made it somehow to the final. I, you know what's sad is I wish that had been a reveal in the next film when the bat mo- the bat cycle comes out. That would have been fucking cool. Yeah, if it's totally. Like, and pulled it back in. You're like, what the hell's happening? But when that happens, you're like, oh, I already know what's going to happen because I've seen the, the thing in the preview and I've seen him get sucked into the, the fucking hood of this car. It is pretty yeah. bad. I put uh, it in two. Here's, here's my thing, number though, with, with ranking this. It gets it gets complicated because I feel like, yes, there's a lot of criticisms to be had and you're absolutely right. The targeting thing's stupid. But the way that it jumps over ravines, the way that it jumps on the rooftops when they're doing the chase scene and they're like, what, what streets is he on? It's like, he's not on the streets. That is so awesome. freaking That's cool. Good, yeah. And like yeah. when you think about what the Batmobile did in this movie compared to any other thing, any other Batmobile has fun. done, we're literally just talking about how the other ones look. Like yeah. with rare exception of like the luge being a stupid thing. The Batmobile's never done Tim, anything cool. Tim, until the this luge movie. the luge didn't make it made the huge jump off the, the giant statue's arm onto the like other building. Remember? The bike couldn't do that jump. Tim, Tim, one of them rode up a wall. Mm-hmm. And then stop. That's, that's my point. And it's still there to this <laughs> and day. Hung to it. this day. And one of these days it's gonna fall. Um, it's, like when I, you, it's like when he throws shoes over a telephone pole. <laughs> I, I always I assume. Know. Oh, sorry. I was just go ahead. Say, no, go ahead I always right, assume this has all been based of like aesthetics. Just for the most part is because yeah. the other Batmobiles didn't really do that much yeah. stuff. Tim's nailing it right in this. It's form over function. Or excuse me, function over form. In that this thing is is something that you actually could get into and have a fucking battle with police officers in or criminals in and and probably get the better out of them. I think I and personally, I think I love the look of it. I think it looks like a stealth bomber on wheels and it's a freaking take. There's a moment where he just for no reason is like, I think I want to be on the other side of the road. And he just turns the wheel and plows through one of those center lane dividers. And the cops are like, what? They, they just you could, you could tell the lead cops like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just I'm not doing this anymore. He just kind of slowly stops. <laughs> I, I love it. Out, I love it because obviously the only thing sort of Batman looking about him is obviously the suit is Batman, right? Because everything else sort of has to be um, somewhat realistic looking. And I think all the reasoning going behind the Batman being this military vehicle that uh, Fox uh, has been kind of working on and didn't really get to fully uh, utilize or whatever. I think that you you got to be wondering for, you know, if you're Christopher Nolan making this movie, man, 
we can't make it look like the other Batmobiles because that just won't fit in this world, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And I think the idea that it looks the way it does and feels militaristic and feels kind of like this tank, like exactly like they describe it as a tank, I think it's awesome. And I think it's like the perfect thing they could have done because if they went a little bit more Batman into it, I wouldn't have believed it. And if it would have been just like a Humvee, that would have sucked ass. But this is so <laughs> unique. Like so but true. This is, but this is so unique looking, and I, I think it's I think it's perfect. I think it's the perfect thing they could have uh, perfect decision they could have made. I mean, I think it works really well, and it's one of those things where, like, man, it fits the the story so well. Where it's like, yeah, without a doubt, like, yeah, this is something that like a prototype thing that they were trying to sell in the military. That's exactly what it looks like. That being said, I still think it looks ugly and does it come in black? Yeah. I put it. See, in I think it looks three. cool. I just, I just, I just it's the functionality of it. The, the idea of like the throttle is like a jet fighter. It's on the actual center console instead of being like a pedal was just kind of weird to me. And then the, the idea of like he was like, well, it can do rampless jumps. I was like, I don't think it can do that. That's not physically possible. You need a ramp of some sort. But but the jet engine. Yeah, the jet engine would just literally shoot it right into the water. You need some sort of arcing mechanism that will allow you to take off, unless it's got a wing of some sort. I mean, having said all that, I'll put this firmly at number two. Did we rank it yet? We did. What's the the number one? What's number Number one? one Number one is the 89 Batmobile. Number two is the Phantasm Batmobile. Okay, I'll put it number three. Put See, I vote right number there. two. I vote number two. I think it was better than the Phantasm uh, Batmobile, which we like a lot, but remember, wasn't actually a big part of the Phantasm. It's in like two scenes for a total of fifteen seconds. But it's still, right, cool. you're right. Yeah, yeah great. yeah, it looks I'm cool. Great. I'm we just two. went through all the things that this thing does and is amazing for. That's, but I, I mean, it does that, that Kevin? That this thing sway will me. allow that you to. Sway me, according you know? to Gordon, will allow you to blow it. You can. I do love that that all of us agree that like this one's awesome and it's so cool for all the things you can do and it's so high because of that. But it's still not as cool as the '89 one looks, and that matters yeah, more than yeah, anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the '89 one is pimp, dog. So pimp. It's so fucking pimp. Directed by Christopher Nolan. <laughs> uh, music by Hans Zimmer and James Newton Howard. A budget of 150 million dollars. A box office of 373.6 million dollars. Runtime of two hours and 20 minutes. Uh, awards. Batman Begins was nominated for the Academy Award for Best Cinematography, and has often been cited as one of the most influential films of the 2000s. Greg, earlier, uh-huh. you, you teased on Twitter. And mm-hmm. if now's not the best time to bring it up, you can Now's not the best that. time. Okay, that's okay. cool. No, that's cool. That's fine. cool. Yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. <laughs> mm-hmm. no, no, it's not the time. It'll be the time. Mm-hmm. You'll know the time. Mm-hmm. I'll know the time. We'll all know the time when it all happens. But instead of that, then, I want to I wanna rank something else. Let's talk about the bat suit. Ooh. I'm so conflicted on this bat suit. I think what? they got so much of it right Ooh. and so much of it wrong. I think I hate his cowl in this. I think the neck's too fat, and I hate the velour I uh, cape. I hate it. I think it like to me. I'm like, why would you not go with just a rubber or something like slightly more subdued? Because it looks like he's wearing a giant robe the entire time. I never noticed it was velour till right now when you said that. <laughs> wow. Andy hit the song. Which suit is the best? I I make up a different song every You're time. You're nailing no, it. You're nailing it. We're aware of that, Andy. What's yeah. up, everybody? Welcome to the best bat suit. This is a podcast within a podcast within a podcast. Right now, number one, the best bat suit is Mask of the Phantasm, followed by number two, Batman Returns, followed by number three, Batman Forever Normal, followed by number four, 89, Batman, number five, Batman and Robin, Batman, number six, Sonar Suit from Batman Forever, uh, number seven, the 66, Batman, and then number eight, Batman and Robin, the ice suit. We fucking hate it. 
I'm with you, Nick. Of like, there's so it's such a weird mashup. This suit that I do hate the velour cape. I do, and I, I hate that like the cowl is that weird solid piece when he pulls it yeah. off to look over Rachel. I don't like. I the hate how he's. Triangle. I hate how chubby his cheeks look in it. His face yeah. is all a fucking chubby. Well, well, he's a chubby old <laughs> Batman. Chubby well, Batman. Greg, we talked about on the podcast that it's the mouth hole that's so small that it's really small, 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 right? Because yeah, on right. the other ones, the mouth holes very wide. The mouth holes come out to like the cheeks and stuff. With Chris Renault, it's a little mouth hole, and I don't love it. But I will say that I think the implementation of the utility belt is so cool. Like the yeah, color he, of it, I the way it clicks, all of the gadgets. My I thing want, is, I want this Bruce Wayne to make ASMR because I would because oh, li- all the little clicks and. Like it, it sounds like all these little pieces sound incredible to like finish to like play with and shit. I see. I I like. I, I agree with you ninety percent. But there's a couple things in this where they they pushed it too far into reality. One of which was like when he uses the 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 grappling hook, he for whatever reason has to thread it through his belt loop to get it to actually spool him up. Like the mechanism is in his belt for some reason. And it's super weird. I'm like, why wouldn't you just have it be the grappling hooks? They, they do a couple cutaways in this where I'm like, we didn't, we didn't need that. We didn't what? need to see the absolute functionality of it. Cause in reality, once you start going that far in, your brain starts wondering like, there's no fucking way. There's no mechanism that would actually allow him to, to, to grapple himself up there that, that quickly with a tiny little motor. That's this big. It's not going to happen. That's what you're talking about, right? Of I think the the fine line they walk between being the most real Batman and, and explaining enough but not explaining too much. I'm right there with you. Yeah, that when yeah. like he shoots it up and then it's like this like fishing wire that he winds into this thing. It's like yeah, yeah right. Like, I got. Uh, you it. don't need you that. Know. We don't need that. Um, and there's you know, and this again, this is nitpicky, but some of some of these, it's it's little things like that that I wish that I think the editor could have probably taken out that I think would have would have worked really well. And there's there's a couple instances as well when he's fighting in the suit that he. Most of the time, I think he looks really good because you're doing really quick cuts of him kind of jumping in and grabbing people. But every single time we see him jump down in between a group of, by the way, how many fucking people were in that warehouse at the beginning? Because I could have swore it was only three. And then it cuts to the end. He jumps in the middle of 15 fucking guys. And like, Where were you guys? <laughs> Your buddies were getting just demolished 20 feet away. But every single time they show him fighting in the suit, it just it just doesn't work for me. Um, because a lot of the times you have to, they do they had to shoot it so close up because he just couldn't he can't move in the thing and there's even one moment where like it's the end of the fight scene but you still clearly can see three other dudes feet like still standing ready to attack and then the editor's just like I give up let's just get the fuck out of the scene and go to the part where he puts Falcone on the what I would assume really 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 hot spotlight that would be burning <laughs> in the back of his neck yeah yeah I um oh I, yeah he I, I guess- he'd be burned alive. <laughs> I guess the color of the belt is what I appreciate the most. About it's cool. It. The it's idea cool. that it sort of harkens back to uh, the '89, or I think, I think it was '89, yeah, uh, with the yellow with the yellow belt. But yeah. the fact that it's sort of like this subdued kind of brass looking thing, and it just I, I rank this really really high just for the sort of modern take on it with the cool. Like this must have been a 3D artist dream to build this suit and kind of like make the segmented abs and all the sh- like all the little tiny uh, uh, the little tiny sort of tech look to it the tech vibe to it it's awesome it's really cool yeah I think I I mean I love it I I think I'm it begs the question why leave that one part of your suit super shiny gold but I guess it's not that super shiny but like why so like, we see him spray painting everything else black do you think he got the belt and was like gotta have a gold too many, belt too many well intricate parts <laughs> Gucci. Yeah. yeah i guess so uh yeah, i guess it, true actually kevin because the, the belt is functional right it has yeah. that little rail that goes like and, and i love that it's, yeah, it's it, really it's cool an homage to the 89 batman where he does that one moment in 89 greg where he like 
he like touches the belt and his gun comes around. Like <laughs> shoots around. Yeah. And we have that moment here too, where he's sliding things on his belt back and forth, which I just think is really, really cool. I, I really, this, feel I like- think that this one is the easiest one to like really pick apart because it's so realistic and like functional. So it's like a lot of elements of this movie are kind of just like it. We start to see the flaws more because we're like looking at this thing and like questioning if it can really exist and all that. Whereas that, it's cool. I like that this is a a real take on what a Batman suit would look like, uh, but it's not as cool. It's kind of like the Batmobile situation where like it doesn't yeah. look as cool as the other ones. So it's I would probably put it like probably number two after what, the animated. Right the animated. Right now it's Phantasm. Then it's Batman Returns. Then it's Batman Forever Normal. Three. Then it's eighty nine Batman. Then it's Batman. So we're getting. Into the I would put this number one. one. Number one, the Christian yeah. Bale. See, me, I look at it. First yeah, off, his boots, his boots are way too small. He's got little tiny booties on. I can't get behind that. Second off, he looks like he's wearing dish gloves. And he's got so much slack in his crotch that I just I just wonder, like, why couldn't we tighten that crotch up just a little bit? I'm looking at it right now. And then I just cannot I cannot rank this in the top five just because he looks like he oh bought God. a spirit Halloween like Let's not disparage the good name. Let's not disparage the good name of Spirit it's Halloween spirit right Halloween, now. Spirit Halloween vampire towel. And, and then cut out like and just me? Just threw it on himself. You know what I mean? It looks like that cheap, that cheap cape we bought Blessing when he was king at our prom. Just throw exactly. it on him. Make it stinky. I think he bought that himself. It off of him. I love how you say that when we're looking at this picture. We're yeah. like legitimately look at the look at the washing gloves on on eighty nine Batman <laughs> or honestly any of these Batman. You know, I still think the eighty nine Batman suit is fucking cool as shit because I think everything goes well together. Like Bale's like, Batman, you can't see his cape the, in this. The, the if cow, you could see his cape, wait, it would, but Nick on on. I don't know. The 89 that picture, Batman that, is that just... That picture of 89 Batman, I think, looks amazing. But I, I agree. Like, in function, when you see him moving around, the cowl does look way too thick. Especially yeah. the one that... The thing that, that put me off from that is really paying attention to 89 when he's running around. It's like, who put the 12-year-old in the costume? Because <laughs> he just looks like a <laughs> well, yeah, big old head. It's, it's also how he moves in it, where he, like, he, he can't move the whole top no, section I mean, of his body. And, and but, like, fair, it looks like also... a little kid, you know? <laughs> and to be fair, I mean, we'll, we'll get to this one when we get to the who's the who's the best uh, uh, Bruce Wayne or best Batman. But Bale just ha- is a more physically better suited Imposing. person to be in the bat yeah. suit. Like when he oh, does sure. the push up scene, dude. His, like, he, yo, hold on, Andy, hit the ab song. Were they born born in labs? Are now we... it's time to rank those abs. What's up, everybody? We'll get back to the bat suit ranking in just a second. <laughs> I'm sorry, are they called podcasts abs. within a podcast within a podcast for a reason, guys? I'll be honest with you, dude. Fucking shout out, shout out to Christian Bale. Because you guys remember right before this, I think he did that movie, The Mechanic. Or The Machinist, excuse yeah, me. Machinist. Where he like ate an apple a day or some shit and dropped down to a point where they were like, we got to take you to the, the hospital because yeah. you're going to die. And then I think in like three months, he put on like 50 or 20 pounds of muscle. He looked fucking Tim, great. Tim, Number hold one. On, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Tim, it keeps the doctor away, not the dentist. <laughs> An apple a day actually probably would make you go to the dentist. They're very sugary. They're sugary. You got to use your shoppers in. to get through them. Very he looks sick, great in this movie. Yeah. Shout out to Christian Bale. Because this is one thing I, I love about Christian Bale as well. He's a, like a real actor. Like to the point where if you don't think he's a real actor, go watch Vice. Go watch him disappear as uh, as Dick Cheney into that role and then come back and watch this. I mean, he's a bit so of a definitely... psychopath. Like he's very much unhinged, right? Oh, yeah. But I mean, that makes for great. That makes for great screen time. Sure. He, he disappeared. I heard he, he, when he did the prestige, he learned how to do real magic. It's true. He cut I off his finger, too. I can see that. Um, but I think, yeah, I mean, he I just he committed to this was. role. And it's so nice to have. It's so nice to have every single person in this move in these movies. A committed. B 
be just great actors across the board, minus a couple roles that I'm sure we'll talk about later. Um, and and just see like just come. I mean, fucking dude, he got jacked. And Tim, what are my two ultimate goals in life? One jacked to be on the cover of Time with the cool ring lights in my eye, mm-hmm. right? Wearing wearing the the speedo from it, Casino Royale. Okay, we'll throw that in there. And then two, getting paid to get jacked. Something mm-hmm. can, you know. So and he got to do both. That's cool. That is cool. Good for him. Rank those apps. There it is. Number one with a bullet. <laughs> All right, so now to rank his suit. Where, where is everybody voting for the suit? God damn it. I uh, just real quick, got this Real up. quick, I want to talk about the – because we're talking a lot of shit about the the cape. And for good reason, the velour, weird, whatever. But, again, the implementation in this movie, dope as shit. Seeing the actual, like, electromagnetic shit and, like, like seeing how it's that awesome. all works and there's an actual functionality to it and it's cool – I don't know, man. It gets some points for me looks. for that. Yeah, but it, it looks, looks bad, bad though, Tim. It looks really looks. bad. <laughs> it looks unfinished. It looks like they couldn't decide what material to use, so they just yeah. went with number one. And it sucks also, because the whole the uh, the rest of the suit is. I, I know why they did it. It's they good. were like, we need him to pop because he's not popping. The rest of the suits just it's like the wrong color, gray black. Uh, I mean, shout out to the bats. It's very rubbery shit. Matt rubbery. It's, it's very rubbery, and I think they wanted to bring a texture into it that was a little bit more. Like, I don't know, I guess warm or maybe it was the lighting thing. Maybe Wally Fister wanted something to actually like reflect light differently, but it just doesn't go like this is the one thing I love about the 89 suit is that the fucking his cape is that thick, just like it could eat a bullet rubber that I think works so well. Again, not so much when he's running around and it just kind of goes out and he's got the big old head. But I, I, I stand <laughs> by the fact that his suit looks like the 89 bat suit looks like it, take, it could take a bullet. Um, uh, Bale's suit. Can apparently take everything but a straight shot. And man, I can't tell you how long I looked that fucking word up. That is not a term. I don't know who made that word up. You understood anything, but I mean, like straight on. But if it just like a glancing blow, isn't every bullet straight on? Isn't I think it means like <laughs> what's gonna no, happen? Like, like, like straight on, like, like literally gut buster, you know, on. like like the gun that, that gets so the word your pocket. That is point, the word they're looking point for blank. is point blank. That's that's what they were looking but for. But remember, Alfred's like Australian or New Zealander or something, you know? No, no, that was speaking of Alfred. Fox said that. Hit the hit hit hit. Uh, well, so is Morgan Freeman. Hit the song, That's not Andy. True. Al- no, he's American. Alfred, Alfred, Alfred is the best. Which one is the best? I'm Alfred. Welcome to Ragu Alf Alf, where we rank all the Alfreds in the Batman cinematic universe and the in review universe. Let's not pretend on one, Andy. You don't even do anything on this show except look morose the whole time, Andy. Number one right now, the best Alfred is from Phantasm. Number two, it's Batman Forever is Alfred. Number three, it's 89 Alfred. Number four, it's Batman Returns Alfred. Number five is 66 Alfred. Number six is Batman and Robin Alfred. Where number do we want one. to put Michael Kane? Hands Michael down, number Kane. one, Never. without thinking 100%. about it more. Than Come on, so, it's so sad. Like, how sad is it that he is number one, and so far ahead of the rest of the pack? Where it's just like, well, I mean, I feel like other Alfreds. It, like, even if we had other real actors in there, Michael Kane's so damn good. You guys got to understand, on, though. That. You guys got to understand, though. Yes, Michael Kane. I'm a very good actor. Right, he's a very good actor, everybody. But, We're losing it. We're losing it. But uh, fucking homeboy in the other movies, he Michael made Go. the suits. He did, and he made them by dialing. How? But how did he make them? We didn't. Greg, 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 hey, simpler you times. You didn't ask. It. Yeah, okay. it's one of those like show don't tell. They told wow. him not. Didn't there show, is you know? so there's, much. Well, sorry, I'll switch. There's around. the great moment in this when he when he sees him again, and he's like back from the dead, right? And that whole scene on the plane where he's like, I just couldn't figure. You know, like what bringing you back from the dead. 
<laughs> and then and then uh, Christian Bale goes, well, luckily you own everything. And Michael Caine has that perfect delivery where he leans back in his chair and he's like, you can borrow the rolls if you want. You bring know, it back with a full tank of gas. Yeah, bring it back with a full tank of gas. And like, go, like pretends like he's about to go to sleep on his plane. It's so – he's so good in this. And he's so good in it because they wrote a real fucking character. They wrote mm-hmm. a real – like all of these characters feel three-dimensional. And this, again, no disrespect to the to Tim Burton Batman. Full disrespect to the Schum- Schumacher Batmans. Whoa! <laughs> Yeah, I'll take it. But the, those movies were about spectacle. Like the 89 Batman was spectacle. Batman Returns was spectacle. They tried to get a little bit de- darker and deeper, but it just didn't work. This is the first real movie that they wrote that just happened to be about Batman. And I think that's where they that's where a lot of the character jumping off points were. And like like I think it's always a sign of a good movie where if you took out the idea of Batman, would you still want to watch this movie? If this was just a movie about a guy, a rich guy who lost his parents, who lost his way, and then this butler was the one that helped bring him back to like reality and realized that he had more to offer the world than just being a fucking asshole, would you still want to watch that movie if it was Michael Caine and Christian Bale? And I say yes. I absolutely would. Throw on Batman, boom, I'll see two more of these. Obviously, uh, y'all are going to put him number one, but not only did the other Alfred make suits, we were on a hunt for Wilfred in the other movies. Where was Wilfred here? Exactly. He was in the, he was was in the, the Maharaji's uh, uh, harem or whatever, right? Like, like no, he was out there. No, very no, different thing. That's what he was doing, right? He was working in the harem. Greg, we heard <laughs> about the League of Shadows. Movie. What about the League of Butlers that uh, Alfred and his family yep. come from? Like that's yeah. You stole the words from my mouth, hear. Andy. You stole the words from my mouth. I love Andy here. Started to say, I know y'all going to put him number one, but... As if he's not going to. I mean, this is coming from like, you know, Michael uh, Caine fan number oh, one. Oh, I love Michael Caine. Oh, yeah. He's he's give, me, give me a leg for double. He's like, he's like, oh, that. It's not a bloody double. You know, like, he's just the best, dude. He's the fucking best, man. Oh, you got to put a number one. Never. Yeah, but you like it. And he does a good job, I think, of. Uh, Throughout the conversations with uh, Bruce explaining why he's still there, right? I think especially when, you, you know, Bruce is very much like, I don't give a shit about my name. And he's like, it means something. It meant something to your yeah. father, right? And he's like, it's not your name. And he's like, I made them a promise to keep this going to all the things he cared about, right? Take care of all the things he loved. It's great. So I'm, well, glad you, I'm glad you retweeted that video from yesterday, though, because I had been meaning to... <laughs> I, I I think I submitted that to Internet Explorers a long ass time ago, and I was like, man, sure. I, I want this video to be out there because it just gets me every time. He's like, All right, a little bit, bring it back, Michael. We don't need you. Go go ahead. You never go. Never. <laughs> never. And he's like, oh, that's huge. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> it's the opposite. <laughs> It's, it's so true. Good video. Uh, <laughs> so we are still within the podcast, within the podcast, within the podcast of best bat oh, suit. Where do we want to put Batman Begins? Number one, Phantasm. Number two, Batman Returns. Number three, Batman Forever Normal. Number four, eighty nine, Batman. Three. Underneath eighty nine, Batman. Number one for me. That's where I'll start. That. That's where I'll start yeah. this. You're, so you're saying underneath eighty nine, Batman, better than Batman and Robin, Batman, but underneath the, Michael think, Keaton's debut Batman suit. I think the big issue we all had with the eighty nine Batman that we can all agree. Was that the the neck was too fat and the the cow itself made his head look twice as big as it needed to? No. But I submit for the jury the evidence that Christian Bale's neck looks massive, four times the size that it needs to look. It looks like he's wearing a yeah. scarf underneath the cowl. It's hideous. I say number six. Hideous. You say number six, so you're saying below Batman and Robin, above no, the I'm Sonar Batman number Forever five. suit. Number five. Let's no, do it I'm this not. way, everybody. It'd be, it'd be Raise your hand if you think it's better than the, the – maybe you just have to listen to me once in a while, Nick. Bro, I, I tried mean? to write it down, but you go too fast. Raise your hand <laughs> if you think it's better than the Sonar suit from Batman Forever. That's number six. Yeah, of course it is. That's we all raise horrible. our hands. This is how democracy works, Nick. Excuse me. 
Well, if, raise your it? hand if, if you think it's better than number five, George Clooney's Batman Forever suit or Batman and Robin suit. All right. Raise your hand if you think it's better than number four, 89 Batman. Everybody but Nick's hand is up. Raise your hand if you think it's better than number three, Batman Forever Normal. The Batman Forever Normal suit. Everyone's hands up but Nick. Raise your hand if you think it's better than number two, Batman Returns. I'm putting my hand down, and that uh, means that uh, it has lost. Andy and Kevin tried to vote it over Batman Returns but fail. The new top three are Phantasm, Batman Returns, and now Batman Begins in his velour cape. Look how dumb his hands look in it. I don't want to bring this up to like. It looks so dumb. Look it looks like dumb he's wearing dish gloves. Yeah, he's wearing dish gloves. Well, remember he is because he's got the electromagnetic things in the fingertips. Wait, to go. Zippity, zippity, right, zip, 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 zip. Like Greg, it, it looks dumb, right? Ooh, I agree. So I agree. Look at him. He's like, it looks like he's like made of plastic, and they haven't like put any detail into his hands yeah. yet. Yeah. He should buy some some new gloves and get a, get a nice discount. Using Honey, ladies and gentlemen. This episode's brought to you by Honey. These days, it feels like online shopping is the only shopping that we really do. That's where today's sponsor, Honey, comes into play. It's the free browser extension that scours the internet for promo codes and automatically tests them when you're checking out. If you're trying to get some dope gloves to, to fix your bat suit, all you got to do is search for it. Then any store, probably any store, because we are talking over 30,000 supported sites. You put it into your uh, your cart. It'll run. All of a sudden, boom, you click apply coupons, and it is giving you the best deals possible. So few clicks, saving you so much money. I've been using this for a very, very long time, so it was kind of funny. I've saved thousands of dollars. Kind of funny saved thousands of dollars. It's really silly not to use this. It's free. It's easy. You just need to install it once, and then it's there for you. Uh, you just wait a few seconds. Honey searches for coupons for the site that you're looking looking at if honey finds working codes it'll apply the best one to your cart and it works for pretty much any website whether it's like a best buy all the way to something like an etsy fantastic stuff it's simple if you have a computer honey should be on it it's free and works with whatever browser you use you can get honey for free today at joinhoney.com slash morning that's joinhoney.com slash morning uh make sure that you use that link so they know the kind of fun kind of funny sent you <laughs> join honey.com slash morning love you guys back to the show andy hit the song andy hit the song Segway. what how did timmy do What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast within a podcast within the podcast where we rank the segue Tim does. He goes into the ad. This is a brand new segment. It debuted last week on some other show. I forget which one. Internet Explorer. Internet Explorers. All right. So for this one, I'll turn it over. I'm your announcer, Greg. I'll turn it over to your hosts, Andy and Nick. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Of course, as you know, uh, I think Tim did a lot better than he did last time. The last Internet Explorers, he just it was was the the equivalent to him tumbling down a small hill. Unmitigated one, disaster. Yeah. He really, really he brought it back. I, not not his best work. Energy was a little bit low. I'm going to give him a six out of ten for this. Andy, I give him what do you a six. Think? I give him a six point seven because the yes, the energy was low, but it was kind of on point. With he nailed the ad rate. He nailed. He yeah, always he, nails the ad rate, ladies and gentlemen. You could buy Kevin, gloves, right? He said you could buy gloves yeah. and with honey. And I lo- sort of love that lead in, so I'm going to give it. Creativity a lot higher than the energy, but still six point seven out of ten for me. Uh, Kevin Coelho from the, pe- the press pit. Um, you know, I liked the energy he had, but there was a lot of fear attached to it. Unfortunately, yeah. I'm giving him a three out of ten. Ooh, it's a three, three out of ten. Out of 10. Wow. I'm sorry, wow. just, you wow. got to bring it next time. You know what I mean? Uh, great Can, I Can I give my case? Honestly. Yeah, of course. Can I give my thoughts? I just, I just want to, you know, just give some context about it all. Fear, obviously, the topic of the movie, topic of <laughs> things. Well, I feel like I deserve the bonus points for kind Very of being on, on theme there. That's but true. more than that, I just want to let you guys know how hard it is 
to come up with these things on the spot and get them included with the segues of what we're talking about because there's always the real fear that I had. Where, where does the fear come from, Kevin? I know what it us, is. Us making Saying funny. a bad word. Yes. <laughs> yep, there's, you guys were all talking and you're talking shit about Batman's gloves. And I'm like, we are so close to Nick saying how fucking stupid they look. And then I can't I, use my segue. You know? Tim, that makes a lot of sense. And I'm, that's actually going to br- pull you up to a oh. five out of ten. Oh, five out of ten. There you go. Good job. Very good. Ladies and gentlemen, that's another episode of Rank the Segway. Remember, Andy gave him a 6.7 out of 10. Nick gave him a 6. Kevin gave him a 5. What do you give him? Tweet at Maximum Cortez your scores. Just no context, just scores. We'll track them and it will tell you later on another show or in a garbage can. But we pick up. I want to give a shout out to this podcast within a podcast within a podcast. Rank that Segway sponsor, Pumpkins. <laughs> uh, Andy, what are you going to say? Before we move on, I just want to rank the uh, handling of that section. All right. Just because in Internet Explorers, uh, this section was introduced and yes. uh, nobody told me and I was upset about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And this time, Nick remembered all of four seconds before he said it out loud. So that was fun. Everyone got that. Everyone got that same notification. And Kevin, that was ten. a test. One you passed. Ten. You passed. That's true. The, the real you question passed. is, will I remember to do this next week? In the end. <laughs> no. Oh, I got it. Yeah, I got you now. I got okay. you now. Now that it's on the list, we got it. Don't worry about that. Oh my god. Now I want to. I want to transition from this podcast within a podcast to another podcast within the podcast, which is my favorite podcast within a podcast. God, saying that is this dot Gotham delights. What is it? This? Is Gotham's finest, baby? Oh and this is the worst one. Secret delights. What? Your secret delight. What's your secret delight? Shh, don't tell me. (laughs) I thought Tim was saying it. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Gotham's (laughs) Finest, or AKA Secret Delights, where we don't rank, we just give shout outs to the things we like that didn't expect to like on the movie. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. Here's one of the things. Number one from 1966. I will not take any questions or comments till the end. (laughs) But here's the thing. Right now, little Johnny (laughs) just got his first iPod. He just got his first iPod, right? What does he put in there? He goes, boom. What does he put in second? He puts in Batman. He finds this show. He has no idea that we're a Rick Rolling good time. You know what I mean? He's like, oh man, they're gonna review the movie. No, they're not. There's just a bunch of segments. They don't understand. He wants the history. Nick, yeah. he wants a history. Maybe oh, if you, Nick really. Scarpino, kept up kindoffunny.com and you were the archivist we hired you to be, you'd have this all up there and people could go have a second screen experience. That's they could be out there, true. smart refrigerator, they could have all the information and they go, hey, Alexa, play Kind of Funny in review. And then on the calendar, right, there'd be like, watch Kind of Funny in review. And then on the smart calendar, it would have the list of everything that happened, you know? This is, well, you ever think, confused. Nick? You ever yeah. think? <laughs> I never think. Okay, I, I, I never. Number, the first Never. secret delight of all time <laughs> it was 1966 Batman. Joey and Gia, they liked Catwoman's Russian costume, and everybody liked Adam West, or she, they liked Adam West Small's nipples. Then it was the Prince soundtrack for 89, the Penguin Army for Returns. For Phantasm, Kevin liked the motorcycle designs. I liked the no. Andy liked Alfred Stash. For Batman Forever, Kevin and Andy liked Drew Barrymore. Uh, Batman and Robin, uh, Gia and Joey liked the head boobs. Kevin liked the gorilla dance. And then uh, for the last Batman, Batman. Man, and they put music. I just wrote music by Klaus. Yeah, I don't even. Oh, for from Catwoman. 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 Yeah, 
was like, what <laughs> movie is this? I don't even know what we're talking about. <laughs> that that movie I blocked that whole week out of my life because oh, of that I movie. I, I hate this podcast. Yeah, I hate Tim. So much. I'm, I'm gonna here, can I, here's can here's I, here's what Andy would love. Andy would love if in review now was just the hey everybody here's all our names. What did we think? And Andy goes, it's good. And then Tim would go, all right, see you later. This was sponsored by Honey. And then it ends. That's what Andy wants. That's not a good segue. That sounds great. Yeah, yeah, he's got to get back know. there to plow in the fields in his can backyard I, or whatever what? he does when he's not on camera. Tim, I don't look know. what I made for you. Can I say? Beautiful. I love it. Okay, Nick. Like, what? What? What's your? I. I'll, to, 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 <laughs> a couple things that I just notably always am blown away with, blown away by when I watch the movie. Fucking love the ninja outfits in the League of Shadows. Sure. When he does the test. When they have to put the mask on and it's got the cool layered like kind of ninja e, but that's all dark geese. It's so fucking cool. I want one so bad. I want to like buy that and just roll on it. My secret delight is the look that Bruce's dad gives him as he dies because it makes me laugh every time. Because it's horrifying. Because because he's just like he's yeah, like terrible. Bruce, don't be scared, Bruce. Like he's like smiling. <laughs> with his eyes, though, but it's so weird, man. It's so uh, weird. For me, Nick, I'm more in line with you uh, on this because it is the Ninja Alpha. It is that scene. But my secret delight was the training montage. It is one of the best montages I have ever seen. It is so incredibly hype. Every single cut, every single action that they show Batman doing as he trains to be a goddamn motherfucking ninja Ninja. is so cool. The way the music rises, the dialogue back and forth between Roz and him is so powerful, so effective at building this character. I was secret delighted my heart out. Is it is it not exactly is it not exactly the way Nolan sort of does the montage scene in Inception for like it's beautiful. We're, we're gonna we're gonna build dreams here, blah blah blah. And I got that same vibe because they they set up such a perfect thing for Batman in this universe, where you believe Batman could do anything. Because Ra's al Ghul says, "You're trained right now to beat up six people. We're I'm gonna teach you how to take on six hundred people." And that's like the perfect thing that sort of immediately they incept that he incepts this idea in your brain as a viewer and you're like batman can fight anybody it doesn't matter how many people they are and that's so perfect true. because you're you, you don't have that unrealistic expectation when you see batman against Tampa, but you're like there's no way they could lose to batman in this situation but raz al ghul is like no we're going to train you to do this and it's so perfect and and with that that's where they they first build up the idea of he needs to be more than a man he needs to be this idea and i love with no future spoilers like there, that builds and that goes somewhere. And I love that it is here and shown in this movie and then expanded on so much. Such a beautiful thing. So well-crafted. And it's just pure fucking hype. Got to give that, a shout out. Even in that montage, they set up something super important for the third movie, which I don't, I'm like, I don't, I'm like, how did they actually had a plan? This is fucking bananas to me. <laughs> like, remember there's that moment where they're sitting around the fire and he's like, I lost the love of my life. And that has a, you're like, oh, that's that, that when I first watched, I was like, oh, that's just a, little throwaway line to give him a little bit more to humanize that character a little bit more because he's clearly going to be the bad guy no we get a payoff for that no future spoilers but future spoilers in the third film it's fucking awesome they actually thought they sat and they thought they had to write a trilogy of movies and then dropped the mic and then left and never came back to the series even though his name's on all the rest of the movies 
This is huge. Real Speaker quick, guys. Kevin, this is the ugliest graphic ever. <laughs> 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 Andy, why do you hate this? Why do you hate Andy, love? I had to it's, make it on the fly, like, and I just it, thought it's the most. It's obnoxious. just like color scheme, color scheme, and everything's just terrible about it. But I will say this: huge news, huge news. Everybody huge. coming from Twitter.com. It's about Batman. In my, in my notifications, Joey Noel ranked. Uh, Tim Segway, seven point two out of ten. Oh. we don't accept we don't accept things from the audience. I'm sorry. Oh, damn. Oh, man. I think we said it sounds nice to me. Yeah, sounds nice. I sound super nice to you, but I don't I think, think we can. You accept specifically it. said that the audience should just rank it without any yeah, you explanation, to, right? And then you said I said I quote, they should just they, send Andy a score. At no point did I say Andy then needs to narrate me the score from every nobody in the community, like Joey Noel. Oh All my right? God! Wow! Well, I'm not opening the door to have a bunch of hacks come in. Joey Noel for paper and crayons over here, acting like she knows what's going on. It's true. It's she true, couldn't man. hack it a day on in review. All right. You think she knows? She, you think she can keep track of these podcasts within a podcast within a podcast within a podcast? No way. Can you? The business, the business email today uh, got an email from a very nice best friend out there that said, hey, I'm a little concerned that Greg's a bully. Particular reason, but uh, just, to, just, to, just to put those concerns to rest, he 100 percent is. Uh, are we going to rank the, the best Batman? I mean, yeah, we have a whole bunch more stuff to do. I wanted to Go say on, for my secret, going to my secret delight here. My secret delight in this movie was the humor. I pre- there's many times I chuckle aloud watching this movie where I think they, uh, you know, the Michael Caine, Bruce stuff, Bruce to Lucius, all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it doesn't come in black is whatever. But, like, I love the line of when uh, Batman, you know, it's revealed to Lucius or, well, Luci- when Batman wakes up and realizes that Lucius knows that uh, he is, in fact, Batman, right? There's no, like, giant shock real moment to it. There's just that conversation of, you know how it is. You're at a party. Someone's passing around a weaponized hallucinogen. I was like, it's just a funny thing. They all have this great banter together. Yeah, I'm putting humor in. It's my I secret agree. delight. I will say the thing I don't like, though, Greg, is there are at least like three different times in this movie where um, they do that thing. They do that really unfunny part in comedies where Bruce Wayne is, looks at the guys like, nice jacket or whatever. And the yeah, guy's like, yeah, 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 totally. And then, and then, and then you know, fucking uh, the zoom in on, on Commissioner Gordon. I got to get me one of those. Like, I'm just yeah. so... I, yeah, I'm no, so you're right, you're right. That's it. fair, that's fair. I'm ah, so burnt you know, out on that Andy, comedy, yeah. Andy, you know, you got to you gotta take your, shoot your shot. You got to shoot your okay. shot sometimes. Just like Gary Oldman did with that accent that he does throughout this entire movie. That's Gotham. Which is not good. And I love Gary Oldman, and I think he's, he's arguably actor. one of the best working actors living today. Sure. But man, he did this a lot. Well, uh, uh, I don't Is know. Is it Buffalo uh, Bill? Yeah, I mean, like, there's moments where he 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 goes. Uh, uh, put, uh, put the, it's either Buffalo Bill or Edgar from. Yeah, uh, from Men you sound like Edgar yeah. from Men in Black. Yeah. Uh, sugar uh, 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 and water. Sugar uh, and water. Well, this water. is actually an interesting thing, Kevin. Can you remove secret delights from the screen? <laughs> Please I'm, God, thank you very much. Shit, Andy. You need to usually, be told. I, <laughs> I know Andy for the podcast within a podcast. You can't handle it. You've talked about it. You've been open on the podcast about it. Maybe I have been a bully about it. Uh, you know, I say hit the song. You have no idea what I mean. <laughs> You don't know what I'm going to do. You don't know what I'm going to do. All right. So today for our brand new segment, I'm going to say hit the song, but I'm going to give you a visual aid. (laughs) This scares me. All right. So Andy, I need you to hit the song. (laughs) Gonzo? 
I'm Gonzo for Gordo. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the new podcast, podcast where we rank the Jim Gordons of the cinematic universe. You can get your I'm Gonzo for Gordo shirt at patreon.com slash kind of funny. I need you to make that shirt and we need to make that a Patreon platinum reward by the end of the okay. year. All right. Thank you very much. No, no, just to be clear, gonna, you can't. Greg, That's not going to be a thing. Greg, Greg, I'm going to give him a mustache. <laughs> Smart. Smart. So this is one of those things, you know, I am a man who can admit when he's made a mistake. And one of the mistakes I've made here is that I haven't gone full gonzo for Gordo. <laughs> so now that we're here with Gary Oldman, fucking killing it. I don't care what you're talking about with the accent. Yeah, what a great, great Commissioner Gordon, or I'm sorry, you know, Gordon. Uh, rise from what sergeant is he he's sergeant by the end of this i don't understand please i think he's me. lieutenant at the end of this is he lieutenant at this okay. yeah he starts so, sergeant so he goes I up and he goes to, so much art to make <laughs> I, i'll put it in trello i'll put it in trello you're gone though for gordo um we you know we've had multiple jim gordons here obviously we had commissioner gordon in 66 batman then we're just gonna lump together the Gordon Pat from Hall. the other one mm-hmm. right i don't it was gordon was commissioner gordon Same. in the in phantasm i don't even know if he's in phantasm I don't remember ever seeing him in Phantasm. I don't, he's a great, that I don't, I don't know. think he was. So I mean, he's, he, we don't have to rank him. So right now, we have to, I think our, we're saying Gary Ullman's the best Jim Gordon we've seen, correct? I mean, it's by yeah. a mile, right? Yeah. We love him. Great yeah. Gary. Great Gary. First, best Gary, probably. All right, so he's best up there. Gordon. No, I'm also saying best Gary. I know Gary oh, Wood is. He sucks. Gary, okay, so he's no, better than, than Gary Wood. I don't Wood, think we should sure. say yeah, that. Exactly, exactly. Okay. Uh, then fine. for number two and three, though, what, how's that net out? We're putting I'm the Burton Gordon. Oh. Because, I mean, like, it was ridiculous, but, like, it was kind of funny, at least. The Gordon in the 90s movies Boring. was just a mess. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't a character. He's just this taken. Yeah, that's the thing about, again, going back to, to, to why Nolan does a good job in this. You care about Gordon. You want to see Gordon progress. You care about what he's going to do. He's a pivotal like character in this series. He's not just there to be background scenery like sure. uh, Gordon is in the rest of them. I, you know, you know, Andy, sorry, Andy, you've said nothing, of course, because you hate the show now and you don't like the podcast and the podcast that have become so successful. This is the bullying you're talking about, Greg. Yeah, I'm sorry. concepting the shirt. I'm concepting the shirt. I'm going to make him like I'm going to give him the, the animated glasses, animated show glasses with the animated show mustache. When you say and him, you're just, talking about Gonzo. It's going to be Gonzo. Gonzo. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. yeah. Oh, Gonzo's going to look like Gordon, very much, maybe a little suit jacket, a little coat or whatever. But it's going to be all just kind of one color. I'm thinking like white on a blue shirt or maybe yellow on a black shirt. I'm still kind of concepting all this. I understand. I, pr- cool. I appreciate that. Cool I think Tim sold me there. I like that because I do like that. Uh, you know, 66 Gordon was funny. He's, you know, very campy, obviously, and very, you know, whatever, like, you know, black and white to it. But the problem with the Burton, and I'm just calling him the Burton, or the quadrilogy Gordon, right, mm-hmm. is the fact that he just was a pushover and he sucked. He's always, hit the signal, wait for it, wait for it, now hit it, you know what I mean? And then he shows up in his pajamas when Chase Meridian is trying to fuck Batman up there. Like, he doesn't so do funny. anything, you know? Mm-hmm. Does he? All right, agree. there you go. Then number one, Gary Ullman, number two, 66, number three, Burton Gordon. What about J.K. Simmons? He's not in this in review. I don't ha- why. First off, he that movie hasn't happened yet. <clears throat> Secondly, he's not. He, we're not even putting that movie into this thing of movies. But we didn't watch those oh, movies. Why, why oh, don't we rank quick, the Gordon Fisherman here too? You know what I mean? I forgot to bring there. this up. Kev, can you bring the graphic up again for Secret the Life, Gordon please? Fisherman. Yeah, he <laughs> <laughs> hey, what is it? Thank you, Gordon I, Fisherman. I want to give a shout out to uh, the way that they say Lucius. Like when he Lucius. says his name, he says Lucius. It's because he's British. Morgan Freeman? No, no uh, I only heard. Michael I only Kane remember. I only yeah. Michael Caine is the only one I ever heard say mm. Lucius. Because they had that moment cool. where he's like, he's like Alfred fucking cool. Lucius. 
Always a pleasure. And he goes, Lucius. Lucius. It dips a so little good. bit into like the um, when when people do like Star Wars fan films and they have a British accent for no reason. Hello, my, my liege. I could sense your foul stench from a mile away. Lucius. Oh, that was a secret delight. My apologies. I'd like to add uh, Katie Holmes uh, just because I wish they had kept her as Rachel. And that's you know what, Kevin? She had to do that Mad Money movie. That is a fucking that is a great yeah. point you're making right now. I every time I watch this, and it's not like I'm the big Katie the biggest Katie Holmes fan out there, but I'm like, they had great chemistry in my opinion. I think her yeah. and Christian Bale yeah. did great Although, on team together. Christian I'm so Bale, bummed out they couldn't bring her back. There's several scenes where it's like they they want you to think Christian Bale's like twenty. Right? They're supposed to be contemporaries. And Katie Holmes is so. a lot younger than Christian Bale's in a lot of, like when he's coming back and he's like going with her to the like the Joe Chill gets killed the trial yeah. yeah yeah that like I feel like he was supposed to be a lot younger and like that's where well, we see put, the, the disparity they, yeah. they put lip gloss on him so that's that he, is, he, is he heavier he, he looks a bit bang. heavier he had he, the bangs yeah. also yeah he did the have bangs. the bangs yeah. yeah no I just like I I, I was uh, it's there's no disrespect to Maggie <sighs> Gyllenhaal but she just brings a different energy to the role and I thought I just thought Katie Holmes had like that that really good like kind of purity that 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 counterbalance needed yeah whereas in the next one it kind of just gets a little bit well, muddled and, and i just don't they don't have the same chemistry no future spoilers no, no future spoilers no future yeah. spoilers. but while I we're here say. andy do you smell that oh jesus Christ. it smells like bell of the batman a podcast within a podcast and what's up everybody this is where we rank the love interests of the batman cinematic universe that we're doing here in review oh, right now it's number one vicky vale in 89 number two andrea and phantasm number three catwoman in returns number four benjamin bratt slash tom long slash long number five chase meridian forever number seven russian catwoman in 66 where do you want to put katie holmes who i do agree with you nick has great chemistry is a fantastic actress in this and i i was sad to see the conflict with mad money starring this is diane another keaton example. and queen latifah oh, this is so far one. beyond number one that it's like silly to yeah she's number one but yeah. she and does one like turn him down though, something. you know what's that she like turns him down at the end though and it's like this, yeah this but that's work. great right that's because yeah, she's, she's a she's a psychopath she's you don't know a real sure, human sure. being who right. would go you're doing some crazy shit and i don't really want to be a part of that and also i'm doing what you should be doing which is Using your power and influence for good out in the light of day, but I don't know. I like I I love the scene where she slaps him. I think that is her best scene. And multiple times out of the gun, doesn't say anything. It just slaps him twice in the fucking face because she's like another another conveniently kind of rushed Christopher Nolan moment scene in this movie is Bruce gets out of the fucking water with his two uh, foreign uh, chicas, right, and he's like. And he's all wet, and Katie Holmes walking into the restaurant. She's like, "Bruce." He's like, "She's like, I heard you were back." And he's like, "Oh, hey, uh, you know, all this, this isn't really me." And she gives him like that really important line of like, yeah, "You know, like, it's not, it's, it's not, not who about you are who you inside, are inside. It's, it's about the, it's what you do that defines you." And that scene is like so fast to me because it's like they hadn't seen each other this whole time, and then he sort of goes, "Katie, this or uh, you know, whatever it is, this isn't, <laughs> this isn't Rachel me. I'm, I'm not this person." And she's like, uh, "I don't believe that," but it's like. This is the first time they're interacting since he got back. Like, how, how are you going to jump to that already? Like, I don't know. It just felt like really, really fast. Well, because rushed. she's. But, see, I like that scene. But, but 
I, I think it's really, really fast, but we wouldn't get that incredible most hype moment. Fuck. When Wait he, she's die. like, who are you? It's not about who who I am, but what I do to, or it's not about what, what I do to defines me. Bruce? And he jumps down with the music <laughs> swelling. Bam, and, Han, bam, and Han Zimmer's on bam, fucking steroids. Bam, Han Zimmer's just like, <laughs> just let's go yeah, off right here. This, it's the coolest fucking moment in this movie, Great man. Moment. Oh my Great god, Batman my nipples moment. are so hard in that part, dude. I love it. I love I, that. It's so well done so yeah. well done that moment it's awesome and again even just that moment best bruce wayne are you fucking kidding me? oh yeah like 100%. he's great he like the, gets the playboy stuff down we get the three sides of bruce like the bruce and alfred feel so authentic and so great to the character then we get the him pretending to be this asshole at the party i love how quick that shift goes when ras al ghul reveals himself it's at, so awkward the, at wayne it. manor and like super just awkward the, the way he just jumps into just being a dick and it's like wow i believe you right now this is rad and then as batman he's fucking awesome god what a movie this is i can't want to watch it right now I, why are we doing this stupid show I now i love i love by the way just to, to to dial it back i love that shot where he's like what am i supposed to do and alfred's like i don't know buy sports cars buy stuff you're not supposed like you can't like no one else things are for sale and then it cuts and it's a dope ass lamborghini pulls up he gets out. The door opens. You see that you see one of the women that he's with in the front seat. You're like, oh, he's got a you know beautiful date by his side. No, the door opens up and one's sitting on another one's lap. I'm like, that is so perfectly written because yeah, what, what a little fucking shit thing to do. This rich billionaire piece of shit. Not one, not two. It has to be seen with two beautiful women. It's. I thought that was such a cool touch. And then of course yeah. you know he's he's just clearly faking it and, and going overboard with it, but. Uh, I remember that scene being in the trailer of the film, and I'm like, I just bought this hotel. There's gonna be some like, changes to the pool rules, yeah, and the guy's like, great. I'm a waiter, so yeah, you got to giving me a check. I don't understand. Does does he have the authority? Does the major d of the restaurant in the hotel have the authority, Greg, to sell the entire building? <laughs> I hope so, and I hope one day cool. we're rich enough to find out. <laughs> I'm gonna try that at the next cheesecake factory I go to. I'm just gonna stuff a five dollar check in like a waiter's pocket, but like I'm buying this restaurant, sir. Sure, I want another diet coke refill stat. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm working a lot on of great performance. Just, uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I think she's number one. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. 100%. yeah. I, I agree. I think I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you guys. Cause I was a little worried about this one. No, I thought Nick was going to push some bullshit. No, no, I, no, you, no, no, you showed I mean, a lot of growth I, character development. Yeah. I mean, this, it's, this is I, one of those. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I it's one know. of those where I don't think, you know, you, you, I know you like to pin it on nostalgia or whatever before when we've complained and argued about movies and bickered on any show, not even just this like thing or whatever. But this is just such head and shoulders a better movie than anything we've done. And I think that resonates in every regard where we're talking about characters and motivation and writing and music and, you know, uh, choreography I mean, it just it goes on yeah. and on and on of just like yeah like this uh, this is a full-fledged christopher nolan movie this is you know as great as i think 89 is and how much i enjoy that or whatever like this is a way more real interpretation real this is my the batman that i know that i think of when i think of batman right of like no he doesn't kill this is his thing he won't break his word uh again even to what we're talking about tim right of like uh okay cool like how do you bring in comic book elements that are so fantastical but work on the page but put them in here like Razel Ghoul, right like not having a lazarus pit but the you know league of shadows having been around for millennia right and sacking rome and doing all these things and hiding the true identity of Raz, and that's how they're able to you know keep it going keep everybody there yeah nick 
Well, does he have a Lazarus pit? Because I think it is that anyone can be Raz al Ghul. I think the idea of Raz is the Lazarus pit, right? Or like when when Raz dies, it doesn't matter because he's really yeah. Raz. Do we really yeah. even know that he's the Raz al Ghul? Maybe he is Jukar. Well, I, that's my thing. Is I definitely that's think it's like a ceremonial title kind of thing. Yeah, right? definitely. You and rise up and yeah. That's what's so cool about that. He found practical ways to do these these fantastical things, not the least of which is the scarecrow mask, right? How the hell do you introduce like all these crazy effects? Well, I mean, obviously, I guess the fear toxin has been uh, rooted in the comic books, but that feels like it feels real in the world when he hits him with that toxin. And then all of a sudden you see like the fucking that visual of Batman with just his, the, the stuff, pouring, black out of his stuff mouth, yeah. pouring out of his mouth. And then it cuts so to reality. Awesome. It's so well done. That, yeah. that, that's always been one of those memorable scenes for me in this movie, because I just love I love seeing the psychosis versions of whatever it is that's happening in the movie. Mm -hmm. Um I I saw somebody in, in our Twitch chat a little earlier say that they didn't like uh, Scarecrow and his involvement or maybe the, the, he was a kind of a waste in here. I thought it was awesome. I, I, I've always loved um, I love Killian Murphy. First off, I think he's an awesome actor and uh, just sort of the way he is implemented. And I I know, Tim, you didn't love sort of the gotham is about to go like crazy right now at the very very end like those stakes are a little too high i i love that sort of you know oh batman wouldn't do batman wouldn't take down gotham so we're getting this other guy to take down gotham i think that's so perfect the way it's sort of like we uh oh yeah oh greg's camera is <laughs> is a uh, keyed right now <laughs> greg's well, no, i think, the, I think isn't it that everybody's keyed isn't doesn't kevin have all of us keyed at any given moment? oh uh, yeah no, i, I got don't it. Nick has you, you've got a green hat if you look the your bill is green I don't know why Greg's keyed okay huh. I, yeah my bad my, I got it I got distracted but anyway yeah I, I love I love that Bruce Wayne was supposed to be the instrument to take down Gotham and then once he fucks so that cool. over and destroys so cool. it then you start sort of you know putting those pieces together because every time we see Falcone talk to Killian Murphy they always talk about this one guy like they're always like oh he's not gonna like this or he's gonna hate that or whatever and I, I love that it ends up being Ra's al Ghul's involvement in Gotham Nick Scarpino kind of funny go ahead now, I have a question for everyone that I'd like to go around and vote on is not saving someone the same as killing them. Yeah, the oh, I don't want to. I, I want to do this oh. too, but I like that we're in we're having a good conversation about Scarecrow slash Razel Ghoul. Okay, I apologize because it does roll into rad guys talk bad guys. The podcast within a podcast. But we're okay. not even doing that Let's joking part of it. Then. Yeah, real, I want to get back to that. What do you got? Real, real quick, I just, and to something I understand. I don't think I did a good job of explaining what I meant. I, it's not that I disliked the Gotham stakes and stuff. I'm saying I'm actually impressed that no one was able to pull it off because that is mm. so big compared to the rest of the movie, and he didn't need to do that. But it works. Like, like I, I'm Got impressed it. with with how much this movie accomplishes from the small ninja level all the way up to Gotham's about to fucking go to hell. Got it. Got we it. also didn't need to have all those pillars on the monorail that Batman would clearly get caught on in his rope. But hey, man, you got to do what you got to do. You do got to do what you got to do. The, I, I love the scarecrow uh, toxin stuff. It's so cool. And anytime you see his mask and there's like different shit coming out of it, it's so it, it's it's scary and it's fantastic. Yeah. And like my god, they made scarecrow who. A cool character. That's See, they did, but I want him to do more. Like, I feel like he's underutilized in this. Yes. Like, and, I, and, and like, and not even was, like. I think that was to good effect, though. 
Like I, I enjoyed that there was like how much he was used. Now, what the thing I didn't like though is when it, he was used more in like the well, not him, but like the toxins were everywhere. The effects lost their luster when it wasn't on his mask. I didn't like seeing other mm. people have the effects when Batman's going over with the weird glowing shit. That's not scary. It's goofy. That. I get yeah. it would be scary if you were in the situation, that. but every time we see the Scarecrow himself, it's fucking horrifying. Well, I mean, it's just I'm, like weird ass lights and shit. It's like I don't know. Let me ask this though. I mean, real talk is Scarecrow. I I mean, I know he's one of like the lead in the Rogues Gallery, but he's not really a triple A Batman bad guy. You know what I mean? He's not on the same level as Ra's al Ghul. He ain't taking over the fucking world. Scarecrow's out there. Well, I don't need him to do that. It's just that thing of like, I just feel like we don't. You get him in like what three scenes really being Scarecrow, and in the last one he goes out like a bitch. And I know we said earlier that we like that he can be taken out that easily, and I agree. But even just the we talk about choreography or whatever that one. Yeah, but don't don't forget. Don't forget, no in the next one, we, we, see no him buying, we see him buying pot in a parking lot. So that's he's got something to do. You know, exactly. he's like selling exactly. weed or some shit. I don't know what he's doing. Exactly. Well, probably the drugs and the toxins and all that jazz. Whatever, but like, yeah, but, like it's that thing see, where I think I the thing. It, as Scarecrow, he's not great. But Killian Murphy, that character is terrible. Yeah, no, totally. And I think he's so good at it. And again, this is all about how everything begins. It's not called Batman Begins, Greg. It's Batman and Friends Begin. It is Batman if friends begin. Uh, I, but I, what I do enjoy about it is the holistic plot of it, where I think that if you were watching that and you see Ducard left there and you don't know he's Ra's al Ghul, you don't really – are you expecting him to come back? Are you expecting him to be the person, the big reveal? And then the fact that it overall is one giant circle, right, where mm-hmm. you at the end – even like when – Roz, but Ducard, right, are in the training montage with Bruce and says, it's not your fault you're, you know, that you, your parents were killed, it's your father's. And really turns it on his head and, like, it was his inaction, right? And that gets Bruce Superman, they go at it. To then even jump to the end, right, where, again, he's, like, Roz is laying it all out and just being like, we've done this before in a million other cities. We were, you know, here we tried a new tactic. And, and it's, that th- it's that thing where, you know, he, they tried with economics here to, to ruin Gotham. And yeah. it, you know, that, so that at the heart of it, they are part of the reason, if not the reason, that Bruce's parents got killed, right? That he goes that far back and that this is one big plan, which again, to what we were talking about earlier, is my not even anger or anything like that or criticism real, but it's just like where the microwave emitter does feel like it was just shoved in there. Like, even if, yeah. like, it almost as if that, wasn't that scene was an insert after a test audience where someone got lost as to where it was and like well we'll make it very clear that this was a wayne enterprise thing and this is what we did and yada yada yada, where it's like i don't need that as much i think it works without it but it works fine with it as well but it's this idea that everything is connected even though you didn't see it coming together it's that what we talk about with you know when we did nolan in review and you go and you watch those movies and you see how yeah when we finished the prestige and i wanted to go watch the prestige again right to catch all the little things you guys were talking about that i missed it's a similar thing here where obviously these are broader strokes it's a comic book movie it's a batman movie or whatever but they do all come together it's another movie where they really don't waste your time giving you information that isn't going to be in in, in, influence the plot in some positive direction yeah there's very little fat on this i think also one of the things that i really appreciate and respect is they made a very smart choice with that with that back and forth between raz al ghul in in the uh and uh bruce wayne in the manor is that there's a moment where when i first watched it i was like are they gonna say that raz al ghul ordered the death of uh, Thomas and Martha Wayne, and he didn't. And I think that was incredibly, incredibly yeah. smart. It was a byproduct of the stuff that they were doing, but sure. it wasn't a direct order. And I think that was super, as far as like keeping uh, Christian or Bruce Wayne's motivations through the next two films, I think that was incredibly important. Because had he said, hey man, I had your parents killed and it didn't work. And then after he killed Ra's al Ghul, it's like, oh, I guess you may have lo- lost some of your steam. But in this regard, it's like, no, I can, the fight continues. 
Yeah. And also, I really liked how they used Gotham. Like, this Gotham was really great to me, like, in, in a, the believable way of, like, the way that they had the – what? What's up, Nick? I will say, again, a couple touches of production design that I I didn't love about the movie is that Gotham feels like two distinctly different places. In in, in most For the most of the movie, it feels like modern-day Chicago. And then when we get into the Narrows, it is just completely out of place for a city that's that big. Where it's like, why are we suddenly in like a slum in a, a totally different country right now? It looks like it looks like a very depressed part of like Thailand or something like that, which is totally totally weird. I just always think when they cut to that shot of the city, where it's like you've got all these beautiful buildings and they're just like five feet away from the most impoverished place on the planet. I, I never understood that. I don't know that that reminds me of the point, right? I think that, yeah, it reminds you of Skid Row in L.A. Like, I didn't know L.A. could look like Skid Row until I saw Skid Row. And so that, like, I don't think that's totally unbelievable. I think it's I think it's just meant to show sort of, you know, the the capitalism and the inequality, the the money. I, I get I mean, it. I but like I think that I think from a production design, like I, I would have liked them to have a little bit more parody in the way because the buildings don't even look like they were made by any of the same developers that would have made the outside buildings, which doesn't necessarily make sense. Like even if you look at like lower income housing in San Francisco, it doesn't it, they don't look like shanty towns compared to everything else that's around them. And I guess maybe you could find a couple examples of them. But I always thought that those I'm like, they're really nailing home that anyone that lives in the Narrows is like really, really bad off. And I wish they dialed that back like 10 percent, just a little bit, because it feels like that's where we start getting into, in my opinion, like it's a little too comic booky. I think it, I thought it really worked. What I didn't like was Thomas Wayne being literally infallible. He is my just wife, my wife perfect. Just to me, Have you been to the Tenderloin? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's like, uh, really like that's the point. point. But yeah. uh, Thomas Wayne, they just set him up, and with the, he's only a part of the story for like what five minutes, and literally he's just perfect. He's just like, oh yeah, man, you know, charity. And after after I do uh, some some charitable things, I'm gonna be really, really, really good to my son. I'm gonna be awesome, to my wife. I'm just a great guy. You know, it's, it's, it's wrong weird. being a great guy. I mean, you get five just, minutes with him. Yeah, like, that's what yeah. it's going to be. And it's also, we're so seeing it. I, I think we're perfect. Also, he literally dies. As I said, he's saying comically positive. Like, it's I mean, weird. He's, he's trying to be nice. <laughs> like, you know, I got to go back and look at it. Yeah, you got to look it, at it. it. Yeah, it, it's, it it's something. Oh. I bring it up like right it. now. Bring it up if you can, Greg. Bring or, or Kevin. I was going to say, bring it up if you can. Br- uh, Bruce, don't be scared, Bruce. It's all right. It's all right. It's so it's so bizarre. It's so off-putting. But I think it is kind of I think what Kevin was about to say was I think it's meant to be Bruce sort of like <laughs> we're looking at his dad from from Bruce's eyes, right? Like yeah, his, yeah, dad is, yeah. his dad is perfect because dad is this 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 thing that he lost as a kid. So we're sort of seeing him be the best he can be. But I just thought a lot of the Wayne's uh I guess mostly the dad, since he was showcased the most, was just kind of lame. I just didn't really like the dad. Yeah, also, they, give the, they give the mom nothing to do. Uh, if you yeah. watch that first scene, she doesn't. She's just they in like yeah, three no. or four scenes. She has one line. What's yeah. wrong? And it's like okay. And I get that the relationship is supposed to be about the dad and the son. That is kind of the pivotal thing. But his mom died too. Wouldn't that be kind of like like he's like oh they my god? Like he his mom mom shot and he goes to his dad's side. Is like dad, are you okay? Mom's dead. Mom's just been bleeding out there. She's like <laughs> hey. You could yeah. say like no, no, Mom no. Died instantly, and he knew. Yeah. And then, and then they're on, and then they're on the train, and he's and he's sitting. You know, it's it's Daddy Wayne and and Mama Wayne. Daddy and Wayne. They're talking, they're talking to their son about like we get that huge exposition, fucking out of nowhere, of like this is what the city does, and and we built the train, and this is why I'm so good, mm-hmm. and we're trying to make the city better because we want the audience to feel for me whenever I do die, and also 
over there in that government building or whatever in the Wayne Tower, we have the so best men working. And the mom's just sitting there like, like <laughs> the best, the best mm-hmm. men and greater men. And it's all, he's just always like saying like, it's always man, man, yeah. men, men, men. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. the mom's just sitting there like, and I'm here too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> A cool thing about like the, sorry, just totally aside now that you brought up the train again, is that uh, he's Thomas Wayne is, is saying, saying that they donated the train to better Gotham. So they huh? made the train to better Gotham. And then later, um, Batman breaks the tra- destroys the train to save Gotham. I just like that. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Robert Blanco in the chat says they saved the mother love for Greg's favorite movie. Yeah, I said that too, but I was talked over. Oh, yeah. I heard it. Greg. How sad. Thank you for all of us. Uh, I think that it's weird when Nolan movies miss the mark with writing because there's obviously so much care put into every line and like everything has reason. And I think it's bizarre that they made the choice to have a character say, you look so much like your father when Christian Bale does not look like his father. Isn't that weird? Yeah, Yeah, they could have cast. Yeah, but they could have cast someone else. But if you're going to bring attention if, to yeah, it, if you're going to make that, that line, looks like Christian Bale. It's not hard, especially because you don't need him to be a great actor. Because he has two lines, and one of them he didn't mm, deliver. Know, generic super white well. guy. They're both generic white guys. I thought it was fine. They have different hair colors. When well, you're mean, blonde, like, what was your dad? Well, also, he was a dad, brunette. Dad. See that? Your dad so it can happen. Blonde. It can happen. Yeah. Just like you. What do you like? Yeah. You know, dark brown. You know, my dad has black hair. You know. Yeah, Kevin has green hair. <laughs> right, okay. The logic we're using here. Sure. I have green mm. hair. What bits do we have left? So we did that. We still have to rank the bad guys. We still, we're in Ragu Bagu, but then Nick just abandoned his post. Where do we want to put Raz El Ghul and this Scarecrow? Uh, currently, Ragu Bagu looks like this. Number one, 89 Batman the Joker. Number two, Phantasm, Joker and Phantasm. Number three, Batman Returns. Number four, Batman and Robin. Number five, Batman Forever. Number six, 66. I do have a segment song for this that I just thought of right now. Oh, please go for this. Ragu Bagu. A segment. Uh, oh wait, this is Rose Gallery though, right? I guess I guess this is Ragu Bagu situation because I was thinking like a segment so sweet, it's filled with calories. Now it's time to rank the Rose Gallery. It's it's just I, I like that the rhyme. one the one podcast within a podcast you thought up a song for is the one that has a podcast song. You know what I mean? Ragu Bagu. We've already done everything. Where do you want to put them? Raz Al Ghul. It's another example. Clearly number one, right? Like they're it's so the good, and, and there's I feel like we can have some criticisms here or there, but like they're criticisms on a level of like real thought as opposed to the other ones where it's like whatever's de facto number one is just because we need a number one. The other ones don't deserve to be number one. This does. <sighs> Nick, where do you want to put the ragu baggies for this one? Are, are, are we're right now number one's eighty nine Batman Joker? Uh we're we're ranking Roz and Scarecrow, I assume. Yep. Mm-hmm. I as much as it kills me to say, I, got, I think we got to put Raz Al Ghul at number one. Yep. I think his his motivations are super clear. I think you understand them. I think you maybe don't sympathize with them, but the way he sets everything up, how clever he is, the fact that you think he's dead, he's really the, the real. He's not Ducard. He's really Raz Al Ghul. He runs this baller ass League of Shadows. Come on, he, I think he's number one. I think he's yeah. That's my opinion. I don't argue it. I think I think I might have voted number two, but I can. I, I it's the, it's the, this might actually be what we're we we're talking about before with nostalgia or whatever. I think I like the pop and the, I think I like Jack Nicholson's performance more in terms of this crazy, colorful, whatever world. But this again, back to what I was saying earlier, 
this is a real movie. These are really these are characters who ha- have motivations that are clearly spelled out and written, and you feel for, and you you're on a ride with. So I would never argue. Yeah, and I think and I think you know they always say it, it's it's kind of a beach over the head with this old saying, the old adage. But like the best antagonists are the protagonists in their own stories, and I feel like if you were write this, you could potentially flip the script and write it the opposite way where you do write, like you could see Ducard's motivations and, and why he's moving through his story. And so I think that's and also Liam Neeson just is so suave and looks cool in a suit, but also looks cool mustache. in his outfit. Uh, he's got that. Yeah. He's got that little kind of goatee ish mustache thing going on. Um, and, and he sort of shows how dominant he could be as a fighter when they're in the train and Bruce starts mm-hmm. fighting with him. And he's like, show me something new. This is all you got. Like, I hey, love that's, that. Line. That's actually, that's actually a huge point too, is that Liam Neeson and, and maybe it's because of all that training he did with Taken, but like maybe Taken was after this. I don't know. He sells that the, the choreography and that to the point where I'm like, Christian Bale looks like he's moving about 5% slow. He gets ass whooped by him, but <laughs> well, he was also drugged, know. right? And it, Taken was three years after this. No, good point. Wow. That's insane. Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. Time. What is time? Time's crazy. What, what is time? The finale for the podcast within a podcast of court is Ragu Bat Guys, where we rank the Bat Guys. Who is the best Batman? Number one, it's 89 Keaton. Number two, it's Phantasm, Michael or Kevin Conroy. Number three, it's Returns Keaton. Number four is Forever Kilmer. Number five is 66 West. Number six is Batman and Robins, George Clooney. Where do you I want gotta, to put? I got to go number Batman. three here. I just wanted what? to see Tim's reaction. I just wanted to see oh, you're such a bitch. You're such wow. a little fuck. Oh, I, really, man. I literally had a question in my brain right there. I was like, do I, do I just go with Andy on this one to fuck with him? Or <laughs> what do I do? So number one, right? I yeah. think he's number one, man. Again, he's perfect, so good. Yeah. Yeah, so he's yeah, just good. so good to and, watch. And, and Tim mentioned earlier, he sells all the aspects that we expect. Mm-hmm. It's it's being Batman, obviously. It's being the billionaire playboy Bruce Wayne. The sort of asshole chumminess when he needs to be. It. I mean, it's Christian Bale, dude. He's a fucking great actor, and he was just a joy to watch in this whole movie. Also, Andy. 100%. Andy, can we just take a second and talk about his hair? How great good hair. is his hair in this? It's good. Looking. Great head of hair, the, especially at the very, very end when well, it's Rachel all slicked Dawes, back. Yeah. But he's got the two little, oh, the two little wisps. Kind of oh, because, yeah. And Rachel Dawes is kind of breaking his heart, being like, you know, not now, maybe in the future, but right now. This city needs Batman, and he's got two. Li- he just looks good. See, I can't see dude. Andy. I can't do the. T- I can't spare the two little wisps. Everything's got to yeah. go right back. Otherwise, oh, yeah. too much scalp. They, they, they need to. Con- yeah, they need to contribute. They have to, to the contribute overall. to the overall. It's like the foundation's <laughs> being held up by those. If you take one away, the whole thing just crumbles. Uh, Andy, hit me with some of that haiku interview. Seven syllables in the middle. You'll need five for the person last line. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrifying. Wait, before we get into, before we get into haiku and review, did you guys debate the merits of whether or not he actually, in fact, committed murder at the end? We never did. No, Can I mean, we talk he, about that for a second? Because this is my yeah. the only big glaring thing I have an issue with here is that he was like, "I don't, I'm not going to kill you," as he's about to stab him. But I don't have to save, save you either. Is and I'm going to put it, and we can go around and talk about it. Is not saving someone when you have the ability to the same as killing them? Yes. Starting off with Kevin Coelho. So now my question is: <clears throat> There's no questions in this no particular in this particular point. I think yes, it is murder. It's if, murder, right? If for any reason it heightens your chance of dying, then it, it's not murder. I just want to make that clear might, out there. This might be actually be premeditated murder too, because he planned this whole thing with Gordon as as the the his accomplice. 
I, I do think that if you have the capability to save Bundy to save somebody and choose not to, then that is some sort of a crime. Now, granted, but as long as you're not putting you in danger, if you were just some regular civilian and was like, "I'm about to dive here, I gotta save myself," like I think at that point you cannot blame him for this. But the fact that he's like, "I could save you if I wanted," but I'm not. This is literally that. premeditated, right? Like it's yeah. not a split decision, a split second decision. It's him. He has a. He's already thought it through enough to be like, "Here's how I'm getting out of this." Fuck you, and he bounces. Yeah, yeah. I think this is definitely one of those cases where it's, they we're looking at it like it's a movie. We need a badass line. If we give him a cool one liner, it's going to be worth it, even if it doesn't make logical sense for this character, which is kind of a bummer. I'm with you, I Nick. Will, it's I murder. Will say, though, that murder. as much as as murder. This movie is filled with a lot of great one-liners. One of them that was like really cheesy and shitty that I totally didn't hate was Killian Murphy telling him, you need to lighten up. And he lights him on fire, dude. That's pretty great. That was crazy. All right. Finish the haiku and review song. If you're not poetic, no need to credit. Haikus don't need to rhyme. Haiku in review. Haiku in review. Thank you when did that, you Andy. change the words? Perfect. Elise Elise sings your original version on yeah, she does Conjuring Interview. It's surprising that you changed the words. Tycoons are you? hard to find. <laughs> oh. <laughs> God fucking know, bless her. I didn't know we were searching for them. <laughs> you could go to patreon.com slash kind of funny if you're trying to find them uh, to leave your review in haiku form, just like Bryce did. Bryce says, Batman fights Scarecrow. Oh, shit. Batman's on fire now. Wait, was that Joffrey? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah, we didn't even mention Joffrey was in this year. Yeah, that's uh, my secret delight, Joffrey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Joe Mertens says Killian Murphy's Scarecrow is the scene stealer. He's here, the Batman. That's so the what bat- a, what a I dope line. I, I fucking like, love. It. Are you kidding I, me, Nick? What? What's your problem with okay. it? Can I? I love the yes. scene. I love the scene, right? But I don't like the fact that the the goons get to talk. For fifth, like five minutes before Batman, and I hear he could disappear into the thing. I hear he could fly. I hear he drives a Honda. Like, why are you talking? The guy's up there somewhere. Put your fucking guns up there and start shooting. What's going on? They're scared. I don't know if you understand. There's a very subtle subplot to this about fear. A lot of, yeah. they, and they, this is one of the things they, they sprinkle it in they very quietly. Mention it. I'll have yeah, to watch it. I'll have to watch it again because that one went right over my head. You'll need to catch you, that. Yeah. <laughs> if you watch it with commentary, Nolan here is like, and this is where I wanted them to understand that they're afraid of Batman. Yeah, oh, I understand. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a really good movies with Mikey breakdown about how this movie is actually about fear, which is like, wow, you didn't, you don't get it the first time. You don't. Yeah. That's not how he sounds. <laughs> right, when, when we did, uh, when we did Nolan in review, I was always talking about he. The whiteboard series where no one would always like do the diagrams yeah. of the storytelling. Yeah, this one. He wrote a lot down. of fear stuff. He just wrote fear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Jules Buonato writes in and says, It's not who we are, what we do that defines us. Not revenge, justice. God, it's cool. God. So damn cool. Uh, Daniel Edmond says, I'm five minutes in, and finally, a good one. Holy shit, a good one. Yeah, it's so good, dude. <laughs> like, and then obviously we get to the very, very end with the Joker sort of tease. Oh, and like, yeah, so good. And I am just, and I am sitting alone in my bed like a fucking loser. I just finished eating a goddamn a great plate, of, a little package of wings, Greg from Halal Wings Plus. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know what's up? Spicy and lemon I, and pepper. I'm, and I'm sitting there in the and I'm just like, oh my god! Like I couldn't dude, imagine being in a theater I, 
witnessing that. Dude. I remember seeing it opening night and marking out so hard at that. And it was 2005. We said, or it was 15 years ago. Yeah, 2005, right? I don't, I don't remember who I was with. I think it was probably my ex. But I remember like literally grabbing my chair and then being like, "What am I? It's a playing card. It's a playing. And then they, there was a playing card. And I was like, "Are they going to flip it? Are they going to flip it? And they flipped it. It was the chair card. Like, oh my god! Now, this guy, I, this guy over here. He's about I, to say some fucking bullshit. What do you have for us? Okay. okay. Uh, I don't like it because I learned in film studies that Woody Allen would never have done it this way. Let's <laughs> definitely not bring up Woody Allen. Uh, <laughs> I, at first, every time I see this, don't like this scene because it feels very tacked on. It feels like it was a reshoot. It feels like they were like, oh, this movie is going to be big. We just screened it. Everyone loves it. Can you guys quickly get back in costume and do this? And every time I watch it, I'm like, oh, God, I kind of wish they didn't do this until it gets to the point where he gets onto the he like walks onto the ledge and and uh, Gary Oldman goes, hey, I never thanked you. And he goes, and you'll never have to. I'm like, fucking man tear. Jump off a thing. Let's yeah. fight Joker. Let's go. It's Let's so go. fucking good. It's that so incredible. Hype. It's so. such a great tease. And I will say when we talk about Batman standing on stuff. He stands on a lot of that, stuff in this. I hate that first scene where he's like, where they do that cool helicopter shot, only because Tim, it looks like Batman is like, it looks like he's fifteen feet tall. His <laughs> cape just, is a hundred because feet you tall. don't know where Batman begins. Ah, ah. ah. <laughs> and the building ends like it's such a it's such a weird looking scene, about- but it's, obviously it's it's a great Nolan like helicopter <laughs> shot. I love when Nolan does that, but it looks so bizarre. How about the moment where we're on the subway, we're on the, the uh, elevated train stairs, and Katie Holmes turns around and he's just perched on like one of the railings. And the first question be like, why are you why are you sitting on the railing? Why are you just standing stand like up. that? How are you balancing <laughs> yeah. like that? This small little railing. It's really good. Yeah. I'm trying to look at the script here. Uh the final lines, Nick. I, I could not disagree with you more about the Joker thing. It is the most hype thing, and I Totally it's, don't no, think it feels like a reshoot because all the dialogue there is so fucking it, it just, great. It just felt weird. Like the movie just had a beautiful, like kind of a good ending, and then this just kind of feels like obviously, like it's a, um, you know, it's a little afterthought. It's it's a fun little tease for the next movie. I just I didn't. It just kind of felt out of place the first time I watched it. I was like, oh, okay, cool. But then of course we get that line, and I'm like, fuck you. That's one of the best lines ever written. You'll never but, have to. But I think that it's all earned so much. Where when the movie starts. And we get the title screen, title sequence. I don't know if you guys noticed. You don't get the title sequence. It's Man, just a bunch of bat. bats, and it kind of makes a symbol. And then at the end, when we get this this Gordon Batman thing, I was just like, there's a lot of weirdness out there right now. The Narrows is lost. We still haven't picked up Crane or half the inmates of Arkham that he freed. We will. Gotham will turn to normal. Will it? What about Escalation? Escalation? See, we start carrying there. semi-automatics. They buy automatics. And it builds and builds and builds. And yeah, then he has that line, jumps off. Batman begins. This is the beginning of Batman. Like this, the, the rogues gallery, all this stuff. It's like this is where it starts. Fucking awesome. I'll just say this. It's just not mute the best. It's Mike. not the best ending. It's not the best it ending is. that we could see for a Nolan trilogy just, Batman movie. Okay. But like so far, it is the best bit ending to a Batman movie, right? <laughs> I'm just saying when you when when we get Which to the next what, one, pay attention to how everything just hits that one fucking moment and then he has the balls to just let it go. Credits. Balls. We got a playing car with this guy that's got a mask on. <laughs> he can't breathe without it for some stupid reason. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, Nick. You're fucking useless. All right. Now it is time. Now it is time to rank uh Batman begins. Let's just put it out there. Does anybody debate one. that it's number one? No, it's number one. Number okay. one with a okay. bullet. So that makes it pretty easy. Batman begins is number one. But ladies and gentlemen, I said we'd do it. We have to do it. Ranking 
the Nolan Cinematic Universe. At number one, we have Interstellar. Number two, we have Inception. Oh, wow. Number three, oh, wow. we have The Prestige. Oh. Number four, we have Memento. Damn number it. five, Dunkirk. <laughs> number six, Hold on, Following. And number I didn't seven, know that's how you spent. I didn't know that's how you spelled Interstellar with a B A. <laughs> What's Great. up, Greg? Nothing. It's fine. Don't worry. So, I mean, the top four here: Interstellar, Inception, Prestige, Memento. Right. It's going to be in there, I'm assuming. Yeah. Interstellar Prestige. I put it right below Interstellar, in my opinion. Oh, I put, I it, put it below Inception. You put it below Inception. Yeah. See, again, this is, this, is where I, this is where I start to drift away from you guys. I Again, I remember correctly. I did not love watching Inter- Inception again back. I think Interstellar for me has so many – it's so deep that you have so many good repeat viewings of this. And Batman Begins is right up there. Every time I watch this movie, I'm like, I'm blown away by how entertained I am, how everything's structured perfectly. If there's no fat on this, there's very little exposition. And what, and, and you can tell because what little exposition there is sticks out like a sore thumb, i.e. Sir, I've got to talk to you about this thing for five minutes. Why? Because we forgot to write it into this plot. Okay. Um, but I think that, I think Batman Begins is, is just, man, it's like a 95 to, 99% movie for me, but I put it number two, number two. I, on put, Nolan I, I put this number four below, uh, below wow. prestige. I think prestige uh, is obviously sort of, it feels more original, right? I think it's more creative. I think it's more, it's more everything I want out of a movie when it turns to, when it comes to sort of throwing off the viewer a lot, um, you know, misdirection, all that shit. I think I'm much more impressed by that overall script and movie making than I am here. What was after Where, Prestige on, on the list? Memento. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I second what, what Andy. I second Andy 100%. That's where I would put it, right? Above Memento. Those other movies, I I really, really like this movie. But, like, God, those movies are all master classes in what they're doing. See, I think you guys are underplaying the importance of how hard it is to make a really good Batman film after the five schlock that came before. Well, excuse me. I apologize, Greg. The three schlock that came before this and the two classic Batman movies. I, I, I feel like him taking someone else's material and still elevating that to this is even, I think, more impressive than writing your own stuff as far as, like, and again, I think that with the prestige, I love that movie, but man, it just starts to fall apart at the end when they just start randomly introducing crazy sci-fi elements that are unsupported. Whereas this one, like, I think everything starts to finish and this is just spot on. They tell you from the beginning there's going to be the magic repeating machines. Yeah, yeah I, I think this movie is unbelievable. I can't, I legitimately can't believe this exists. I can't believe that a Batman movie this good exists and is this grounded and that it is a Nolan movie. The fact that somehow the world... We live in a world in a timeline where Christopher Nolan got to make all the movies we just named and then made this is just unfucking believable. But I still think that there's some like the original aspects of Interstellar and Inception. I mean, are just like on another level. So let's vote. Who thinks it's better than Insomnia following Dunkirk? Raise your hand. All of us raise your hand. Who thinks it's better than Memento? Raise your hand. Everyone. Who thinks it's better than Prestige? Raise your hand. Me, Greg, and Nick. Who thinks it's better than Inception? Raise your hand. Only Nick and Greg. So that means... We're the bad boys. There we bad go. Boys. Bad boys bad for boys. life. Bad boys for life. The Nolan movies right now. Interstellar, number one. Number two, Inception. Number three, Batman Begins. Number four, The Prestige. Number five, Memento. Number six, Dunkirk. And number seven, Following. Oh, 
You'll love to see it. Can you do the Batman standings now just for everybody? Because we never read them beforehand. Yep. Batman standings for everyone. Batman Begins, number one. Batman 89, number two. Batman Mask of the Phantasm, three. Batman Returns, four. Batman Forever, five. Batman and Robin, six. And Batman 66, seven. uh, With a distant 12th Catwoman. (laughs) What a shit movie that was. You know what I mean? That was was legitimately one of the worst movies. I don't think we got. I think we need to do a multiple video essays out of how we just didn't get Catwoman. (laughs) We need to do that. I'll do it. Please, Nick. Please do. Please do. Uh, Until Nick does that, we will return this Thursday for in review of the Conjuring Cinematic Universe. Cuckoo. The Nun. The Nun. And then next week, uh, I I will need uh, some rankings for that series. I'm supposed to be on that series. I've I've been watching all the movies along with you, obviously, but I need to know. What the rankings are, so I can make the the ranking image like we have. That makes sense. That sounds right. I will will slack you that, Andy. I will slack you that. Uh, And then we got The Dark Knight next week. Let's (sighs) fucking go. Until then, same Same bad time. Same bad time, same bad channel.